Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a product of Dream Over Reality Media and sponsored by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. Tell me who won it with the big bad queen. Tell me who coming with a style this clean. Tell me who do it like I do it when I does. Uh, nobody they ain't fucking with the bub. Uh, we got Trump in office, but I ain't worried about the goddamn thing. Cause I put my faith in God regardless. After this, we'll be kings and queens. I put my heart in this. You swerving lanes, you better park this trick like a parking trick. Marshall Mathis with the harshest bladder. I piss off critics with my vulgar lyrics. Coach your vultures, try to rob the culture, but I'm John Travolta when I grease the trigger. Cock back, pull it, now you eat. Bullets, got an empty stomach, pump, pump, we'll fill it, okay, now hold up, Woo. give me a second, need a second. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, across from me, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are back in the studio for I Wish It Was Episode 313, because it is 313 day, but it's episode 116. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. This is actually the third location, too, we've been in in the last three weeks. Oh. I'm going to say, we're traveling now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> numbers, baby, it's a numbers game. Um, but anyways, yeah, that to start the podcast off, was um, a Beats and Brews alumni, Nick Speed on the beat, hey. with, uh, with in celebration of Women's History Month, we had to rock Detroit Shea out there as well. Shout out oh, Detroit Shea. I've heard of her before. Yeah, yeah. man. Nice. Yeah, so she's fire. I got hip to her. Well, we she will never remember me, but I we have met once for like a release party she had like back in the day. Shout out to like the Nightmaricans. I actually oh the Nightmaricans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like Goli, back Goli's like Joey Lou. Too. Yeah, Joey Lou. Like I used to hang out with him back in the day, so I got to meet her through them. Uh, what the fuck was I going with that story? Oh yeah, how I got hit to Detroit Shea before that was actually she was a part of the BT Cipher actually a couple mm. years ago. Oh shit, yeah, hell yeah. Why don't you introduce like our guest well. that you hear talking on the microphone before we go any further in this bad boy? What can I say, man? I don't even know what to do <laughs> with this guy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I really, really enjoy this artist. So uh, his new or most recent release, The Furthest Thing from Perfect, came out last year. Shout out to Imagine, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Glad you're here. Glad you made it out. Hold on, let me pour my beer. I didn't realize that. All right, I feel fancy. I got listen to that. Listen to that. Oh wait, that sounds good. Doesn't it? Pour it from the side, right? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm not say, a proper uh, beer snob. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> get that tilt. Gotta get the angle, man. <laughs> Ninety degrees. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, appreciate good you coming here. on. Um, before we get into interviewing him a little bit, there was a couple of things that we wanted to get to first that I will let E-Man get to, because this was something that was heavy on his mind this week that, um, on both of our minds, honestly, but we wanted to uh, discuss it on the podcast before we got into the interview. So, um, E-Man? So, you know, unless you, uh, you don't been completely out of the loop or in social media world, or even if you're in social media world, you definitely heard that everything going on with Russia right now and Ukraine's been going on in the news and it's been, you know, weighing on everybody ha- heavy. Like if there is a world war three coming, then everything like that. Uh, so, uh, one of, uh, America's darlings, I would say in a way to me, cause I really love her on, on the court. I followed her when she was in Baylor. Uh, Brittany Griner actually is stuck over in Russia currently right now. She's oh, actually, she has been for a month. This story actually just, I just got wind of the story like a few 
like days ago, maybe like on just short of a week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are hip to it, Neil. I know you are. Mm-hmm. We talked about it, but she and I can honestly say this is just fucking dumb to be honest with you. As much as I do really love and respect her, <laughs> so she is overseas in Russia right now, and she's stuck over there. She has been for a month because she on her way back. She was playing overseas. She was playing in Russia. You know, I think WNBA yeah, a lot of WNBA started. players play overseas in the off season and shit because yeah. you know it's not super lucrative to play here and like they gotta get something in the off season. So yeah, they go overseas and shit. No, I mean it makes so sense. A lot, a, lot of, of, a lot of them do it. A lot of G League players shit like that do it too. Anyway, mm. but that's besides the mm. point. So she actually got caught with vape cartridges, like THC vape cartridges, in her luggage, which are super illegal in Russia. If you, not I would familiar. like imagine that was the case in most cases. Like mm-hmm. I probably would have been like, all right, I probably shouldn't have any weed products with me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But on the flip side, you know that it's like there. So she's been detained for these for what? How many? For, for a couple of weeks now, few, right? Oh, it's been close. It's been a few months. It's about a month at least. It's been a month. At least a month at this so, point. So yeah, oh, wow. it's, it's kind of nuts because um, it's kind of like, you know, it's something that she shouldn't be locked up for that long for, and it's definitely like Russia toying at like America and like you know, like, I mean, we got one of your fucking right. celebrities it's, like they just asking for the war, I guess. Seven yeah. time <laughs> WNBA All Star, seven wow. times, seven times, yeah. Oh wow, that's pretty, Im- that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy, dude. That's super sad. I, mean, um, I could think of I a couple reasons why she's there longer than she should be, but oh, I won't sure. go into that yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, she. I mean, she's uh, she's openly gay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and black. black. You know? yeah. She's black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, yeah. Russia's, you know, Russia. Russia's definitely rushing, and uh, it's a uh, fucking really sad to, uh, to see everything going down the way it's going down. Um, but hey. It to brighten up the story. I know it's fucking horrible. We're talking about war. Like, how do you make that fucking like <laughs> sound better? But like, so E man, E man's always had a nickname, White Russian Mano, right? Because it's something, Holy to, do shit. With, so... something to do with his album and stuff. And I found out for your sake, the White Russian Mano, the drink. I mean, the White Russian <laughs> itself, the drink was not invented in Russia. It was invented in California. Okay. <laughs> I, I, the first time I heard the White Russian was uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, where I got, that's yeah. how that name yeah, came yeah. from. It's like the the chill persona. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you're safe on the r- White Russians. You're allowed to drink Whew. White Russians still. All right. I'm gonna say I get my lactose beverages when I want to. <laughs> yeah, on Dave and Chuck, they were like reading down like a whole like laundry list of things that people are trying to cancel mm-hmm. because they think it has ties to Russia <laughs> that actually have nothing to do with fucking Russia. They said like 90 percent of vodkas. So- that we think are fucking Russian are not Russian made either. You like, know how happy stoly, I am. Like, none of that shit is you know, made in this Russia. This is one of those reasons where I'm happy we're not as big as I think we are sometimes. Just because, like, <laughs> holy shit. If I, if, say, like, we were, like, a top five podcast. I'm mm-hmm. in a white Russian man going everything going on right now. I'm like, oh, man. <sighs> yeah. For real. So much controversy. Yeah. But with so all that shit, man, gas prices are going through the goddamn roof. I should have started the fucking gas podcast to with, the moon. Uh, What's that line in uh, Ludacris' slap? Gas prices are way too high. Rich people are way too fly. Can't remember the fucking rest what of that song. That, but <laughs> what, what was the other one, the Chameleonaire song? Uh, gas prices raises the money keeps burning. Yeah. <laughs> Drop out rate rising, so what? Dude, it's ridiculous learning? out there right now. Man. It was like I paid like four twenty five to fill up the or four twenty five. I almost gallon. walked here. I was like, so, <laughs> shit. mind you, because you know my job, I drive for a living and yeah. I go around the state and oh stuff like God. that. So it's just like, dude, I'm at the pump like so much now. Uh, someone, someone said, uh, <laughs> what a meme I saw. It was like I put. 
$20 in my gas tank, and it went from E to E+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a lot of E85 looking mad attractive right now, though. Oh, man. One of them Teslas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that moped looking mad. <laughs> Get a Vespa. But uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on to kind of All bring right. this thing back yeah. to life. All right, we, um, got, we got one more story. There was one more story that E-Man wanted to touch on. Um, well, well, both of us heard about it pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more fuck shit All right, news. so this is kind of why I'm waiting now. Like, every time something crazy happens that, like, people rush out, like, on social media and start condemning or some, saying something crazy about I always wait now. I'm like, I'm, let me give it a couple days to find out, you know, like, <laughs> more of the more of the story. Because, like, everyone thought this was a race-related thing because Ryan Coogler, um, director of pa- or Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, um, lots of fucking phenomenal movies, um, he was going into a Bank of America in Atlanta where he's filming a movie currently. He's from California, so he's got California ID, but that shouldn't matter. Because Bank of America's are fucking everywhere. But anyway, so he goes in and tries to withdraw a large amount. And it's $12,000. And he doesn't want to vocalize it because he's withdrawing a large amount. Right. So he wrote it on a slip and passed it to the teller. But he gave her his ID and his debit card, too. Right. So, like, I don't know. Like, she didn't even bother looking it up because she had called 911 on him, like, thinking that he serious? was robbing the fucking bank. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so they did think it was a race-related thing at first huh. until the news came out that the teller was also black. So Yeah, and it was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's it was like, Atlanta, yeah, it's... <laughs> so, I don't know. It's It's... I think it's just a case of stupidity, really. Like this woman didn't even like bother it. looking up his account. Like so, like the new, like the information has come out now, where like he like gave her his ID and everything. He was wearing sunglasses and a mask, but everyone's wearing a fucking mask right now. <laughs> right. So you know what yeah, I mean? Like, say, <laughs> wearing a mask in 2020 <laughs> to 2020, like now, is not a far stretch by any means. Right. Like, no. And like, it's really funny because they released the 911 call. And I listened to it because they played it on the <laughs> they played it on the radio on uh, Ebro in the morning, and fucking the the nine one one dispatch lady is like kind of like already like calling her stupid but not calling her stupid like did he give you ID? She was like yeah he did but like I'm just so shooken up that I don't know what to do about it and she's like <laughs> well like. Did he give you his debit card as well? And she was like yeah but you know I'm just he's like all right well I guess we'll send someone out because. You called us, but, like, it kind of sounds like he was just kind of trying to be discreet because he's yeah. taking out a large amount of money in fucking public. You know what I mean? Like, in a bank. <laughs> but at the same time, he gets a little bit of, um, it's partially his fault, a little bit. And this is the only thing I can think of is when you're trying to take out a large amount of money, Supposed to walk up to one of them desks, you know what I mean? You oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell her you, you fucking go talk office. to one of them. People yeah, like something like that. Exactly. Like anything, yeah, <laughs> anything after like a couple G's. grand or something. Is it ten G's? I think ten G's. I thought it was five. Maybe it's five. I don't know. Um, and maybe it depends on the bank, but yeah, anything like a large amount of stuff like that, they yeah, they flag down instantly. You have to actually go through like a separate person. You should just walk just up for to future reference. But, yeah. but, but at the same time, it's it's definitely not merit to fucking call the cops and get him arrested and everything. He was detained and everything. Oh like, wow! Yeah. I would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but I mean, r- knowing Ryan Coogler and how he operates, he he handled it like a G. He wasn't like he didn't go crazy on social media about it or anything like that. He was just like, 
Fucking, you know, it is what it is, yeah. you know? <laughs> Keep it moving. Real quick, in other news, just because you were saying, like, when you said earlier, just wait, see what happens when stories break out, because mm-hmm. you never know what's going on. A story that I know I should have waited for, and I know you should have waited for <laughs> when it fucking came up. You know what I'm going. No, I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Jesse Smollett <laughs> sentenced to 150 days in jail. Yeah, for sure. Stu- yeah, a story we... You know, we were on top of it when we first oh, came Like I, I remember when that first came out, we I were like, said oh my god, that shit was, I was like, crazy. I was supporting Jesse. Like this, <laughs> this motherfucker got beat up by these assholes. Yeah, what's the story? Like, what's the story? Y'all feel you, me? Know, you never heard this? Right, oh, you so, never heard the Jesse? Sp- oh, oh my god, god. this is not. Kind of, all right, so we will get into your interview. I swear to Christ, we will. But now y'all got so, me so Jesse Smollett was is an actor. You know Empire, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the show Empire, right? His character was kind of starting to decline. I think they had even maybe killed him off the show or written him off the show yeah, or something. Yeah, they wrote him off. But, yeah. like, um, so he faked a, like, racist attack on himself. He, like, hired two guys to, like, beat him up in two the street. Two bodybuilders. Like, two people <laughs> that he was friends with. It comes out of the fucking, like, people that he, like, attends a yeah, gym Yeah, it was, like, with. his personal mm-hmm. trainer so or bodybuilders or some shit. He yeah. paid like, them to stage ass. an attack where they beat his ass and, like, Put a noose around his neck and oh, like damn. said like uh like oh, fuck Black ble- Lives Matter. Didn't they, like, put, no. didn't they pour bleach on like, him too or something like that? Something like that's what they said. Yeah, he walked into the fucking police station with the noose around his neck. First of all, yeah, which is oh, <laughs> <already> <laughs> a little suspect. Like, why would you take that shit off? Yeah, but yeah, and it was <laughs> so one of those like things- he got caught fucking in a lie. Like he really lied and like. A lot of resources went to like that. That to trying to figure out what was going on <laughs> with the situation, so he got sentenced to 151 days in jail for it, and I think like he has to pay 150 thousand dollars in restitution uh, to the city of Chicago. Damn. Yeah, three. Um, like a lot of fucking shit happened to him. Which wow. is all right. So yeah, 130 thousand. And so yeah. Ebro, Ebro made a pretty good point on Ebro in the morning, and and I'm not trying to diminish what he did as stupid and really harmful to the cause you know what i mean like it really is because he's just trying to get fucking attention like over these fucking things that are really happening you know right. like these things are actually taking place but now you're fucking throwing a wrench in it you know what did I mean? you like, see how he reacted in court when yeah, they said crazy him? i'm not suicidal i'm not throwing a black like the uh black power fist up and oh, shit like no, that i'm like no. come on these are like these last ditch efforts yeah. to like kind of like <laughs> rally somebody right, but but having said all this and shitting on him as we should and he deserves to be shit on <laughs> Boo this, this man but 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 Kyle Rittenhouse Uh-oh. literally bought oh. a gun or brought a gun at 17 years old illegally across state lines, killed some motherfuckers, and that man didn't get a single goddamn day in jail. So I'm just saying there's an imbalance of fucking punishment, in my opinion. Je- I agree. Jesse's, I agree. Jesse's, <laughs> Jesse's story is actually funny, though. The Jesse story. Yeah, it's entertaining. That's for sure. It's entertaining. That's but am I not right? Am I not right? Like this man killed people. Like no, Kyle Ritt- No, that. Mo- I'm not getting started on Kyle Rittenhouse. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'm right though. Let's, on go, that, right? let's go into something else, dog. I, I don't want. I'm not getting fired. Right, this is right, not this right. episode. We're right off now. our yeah. yeah we're we're off we're <laughs> off our tangent <laughs> now on these fucking political issues that. He's no, a national no. hero. Yeah, Eric. Eric is Does in the back. Is Eric recording him, yeah. now? Can we hear you? In the, can, can they hear you now? We're gonna get Eric. Mark, <laughs> no, we really got to. But yeah, no, it's it's trash. Like he's literally he goes on tour now. Like like selling out places, like talking and like doing a, like fucking you know, appearances. The, oh, we, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this crazy. fucking topic. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on to our wonderful, lovely guest. That's a way more positive energy than the fucking last three things yes. that we just talked about for fucking fifteen minutes. E man. 
<laughs> I have questions for you, sir. That's the way, man. So, first of all, um, the furthest thing from perfect. I want you to describe the album to me. Like, what was what's the head? Because it's really split into two different parts. You have the mm-hmm. side A, side B. Uh, side A is more like kind of like that, kind of like the Detroit, like kind of like stunt rap, like mm-hmm. I like those those very specific Detroit drums, Sounds I guess in a way. Very yeah, specific, right? very specific. And then yep. the half, in the last half of it, I don't want to call it emo. I don't mm-hmm. want to call it grunge. I don't know what to call it. It, it but is. It's like, honestly, it's I don't know like if I would call you a rapper. I think you're. I think you've transcended that. I wouldn't sir. fucking call me a rapper either, because yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't either. I just I would like to claim myself more so as just like a, a musician, an artist. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I just like to create shit, man. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. But like, the furthest thing from perfect was really literally the furthest thing from perfect. Like I like made this shit in my house. I produced every song in my house, like, mm. on a shitty, broken fucking laptop. I did like, not know you were on the beats, too. Yeah. That makes me Oh, happy. yep, yep. I make all the beats, too. Yep. Side A and side B. Um, did you do all the beats for this album? Or yep, did all the beats for the album. Oh, yep. shit, okay. Yep. Um, so, pretty much, it was, uh, was kind of, like, a deep thing for myself, because, you know, I'm, I'm really the furthest thing for perfect. I meant that literally, you know, mm-hmm. like, literally from the art I make to just who I am as a person... And I wanted it to reflect in my sound. So I, I made a lot of the beats very lo-fi, not industry standard, not any of that, you know, very technical stuff. I just made it how I felt, you know, it should be. And uh, and it turned out really good, you know. And like you said, it's, it's a little all over the place, but I feel like overall it, it, encaps- it encapsulates my vibe, you know what I mean? So I kind of like personally as a fan. So like I mean, he's an artist himself, but mm-hmm. me, I'm just listening to it with fan ears when I <laughs> listen to anything, you know. And some of that type of um, attitude is kind of my favorite uh, music, really, because like Janelle Monae is one of my favorite artists. She when she put out the Arc Android, there was bits of every genre of music on it. You know, there right, was right. songs that were funk driven. There were songs that were heavy rock driven. There was jazz as fuck on that album like there's a lot of different things and i'm kind of finding that more important as i get older as a listener i think it's important not to box yourself in and i think it's smart to do it when you're doing it now because right. fans don't have the opportunity to be like, oh, exactly. I expect I this out of them. Yeah, I literally do not know how to classify this. Uh, I'm I just flat out that, yeah. just be it's, 100% it's, honest with you. Like, If you have the, yeah, it's really, I just say it's alternative. Because so you can't even really put it in only, 100%. That's so that's the only thing I could say. Not only have I listened to it, and like what Neil said, I also, you know, I, I classify myself as an artist. I'm not mm-hmm. listening to it with just an artist brain. I'm also really big sucker for concepts. And he's, right, very, right. he's well, very alternative so himself. Like, man, yeah, I'm happy to hear you, man. I'm happy to hear you, man. No, like, oh. con- like conceptual music, like this, like I, this is my, this is my bag. Dog. Mm-hmm. Like I really, just how it transitions. So like track eight, for instance, like the mm-hmm. metamorphosis. Like I really like what you did there. It was like, all right, so we are transitioning to like a whole different album for the most part. Basically, much. basically, like, switch up the vibe, man, because you know I got a lot of different sides to me. So, you know, and what I want to actually go into is just like the mentality for like mm-hmm. what like. So what is the I guess what's the message of like what you're trying to get across here? My message mainly the the primary message would be you can do whatever you put your mind to. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people like to put themselves in boxes and just be like, you know, oh no, that's not really and you know, maybe some people actually do suck, I can't lie. But you know, it's like a lot of people doubt themselves when they do have talent to do other things besides just, you know, maybe just rap music or just indie music, just rock music, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I I just really hate putting myself in a box, which might be part of my problem, honestly. But like, I just like to, I just like to stay outside the box, man. 
Yeah, man, I, I, and I appreciate that. Like, mm-hmm. so we, so this is mentioned, I think, the last two episodes. But since you're here and you hadn't heard us say it, we were literally just talking last week. How, so there's a podcast on Kendrick Lamar right now. They're breaking mm-hmm. down um, his. Oh yeah, he's one of my favorites. Album. Me too, man. And like, he'll, he'll switch styles three times in one fucking song. I know, right? You know I know. You know he really I mean? will, so though. Like, he really will. But like, so what? Like, I appreciated about. Um, I think it was the first episode that it was in. When he was working on To Pimp a Butterfly, he, like, knew that it was going to sound drastically different than Good Kid right, City. Right. He was like, I'm going to be going in a totally different lane. And he recalled having a conversation with Jay-Z where he was like, I think I'm really going to piss off my fan base. Hey, that's how I be, though. It really, that's really how I be. And he was like, do it now. <laughs> He's like, do it as your sophomore LP because then your fans won't ever be able to box you in. They won't Never. know what's coming next. And you know they're just gonna have to you know like the the ride or die ones will stay there and if exactly. they don't like you know it they what? don't like it. That's I mean and there's artists I think about like that almost had like that huge hit and then when they like wanted to branch off and do stuff more them it kind of got alienated like another a big one like that out of blogger say like Asheroff for instance mm-hmm. like a oh, really yeah, really yep. big one with that because I love college was such a huge hit and people all just kind of like labeled him as like this college rapper or something right. like that. Well, I'm playing First this of new all, song Asheroff <laughs> got bars. That new shit is hard. <laughs> of all, like, I love this He's song. actually like really cares about the craft and stuff like that. And then he wanted to do this like this like he wanted to do this like psychedelic like hippie like style like yeah. shit. And so people always just assume like associated him with like, I being love a party rapper you and know? That, and being a party rapper exactly and like Lark on my go-kart and all that shit. Yeah. So he alienated that fan base make up by making the music he wanted to make. And stuff like that, but that's because you set the tone early. So that's like and, one of those ones where they kind of block you. Funny about that too. On top of that, oh, like just because I, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 like, I cut you off. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> on top of that, just because like the co- like the college rap thing like that is just like one of those ones where that era was just so like party focused and everything like that. So to have like that lane switch at that time. It was just one of those ones like, oh yeah, well this shit is weird. Gambino, <laughs> another one was awakening my love. Definitely, like that yeah. was a big like yep. lane switch for that. It was. It uh, was a huge lane. Going switch back for him. To, before we yeah. leave the Asher conversation, um, and that the funny thing is, is the shit that the first album where it was like kind of trendy, right? And he's riding like trying to make songs a, a that sleep were gonna, in the bread uh, aisle, yeah, right? sleep in the bread yeah. aisle that are gonna stay up with, um, I love college and stuff like that. When I go back and listen to his catalog now. That shit aged like shit to me. Like <laughs> when I listen to Sleep in the Bread Isle, I'm like, a lot of this is not sounding great. But when I listen to the shit when he tried to go like his own creative path, that sounds more interesting to me. Like the Paps and Jazz album right. and like the the shit that he was doing where he's like, I want to get with like knots and just make boom bappy ass rap music. Yeah. I don't want to fucking you, make you want to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you want to make the shit that you want to put out, like that you want to hear, like you want people facts. to hear. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to make shit for the machine. You don't want to make shit for just like, you know, whatever consumption. Like say you got this core fan base that wants to hear like, you know, the stuff you made in this. You can do that, but that way you're kind of boxing yourself in. Like, you're always going to have that core demographic, but yourself as an artist can't grow if you're not willing to experiment and step out of your box. So Yeah, facts, no, facts. I agree. I too. always feel like like you can, or you can do both. Give the, you can give the crowd what they want. You can give the audience what they want, but now exactly how they want it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, while still doing your thing, it's like, okay, I'll still do me, but I'll maybe have something that the people might like in there. Like you know if Mac I mean? Miller just made like Donald Trump like ten times like ten <laughs> more times. Yeah. 
Oh, he's be done. Like, and, and he was on record saying that he fucking grew to hate that song. He's like, I stopped doing it. He's like, I stopped performing it. He's like, especially after Donald Trump became the president. But he's like, I stopped performing that song before he if, became president because yeah. I was just over that fucking. He's like, I didn't make if music Tyler like that. The never, that one. If Tyler <laughs> Creator never grew past Yonkers, would I still listen to him? Right? Probably not. Probably, yeah, yeah. If, nah, he, if nah. he was still doing the same shit, I wouldn't either. I, agree I think he probably would have fizzled out by now. Honestly. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree because like that shit gets old when you've been doing the same thing like over and over and over it gets old like i hate like i think if, if you're if you're interested in money and money only in, in your pursuit of art it's maybe makes sense to do a trendy shit right because that right. might yeah, make you some money crowd, that might make now. you some money quick but if you want your music to like stand the test of time and have longevity and people actually to go back and listen to it five ten 20 years later, you know, like you got to focus on other things like that are not just like what's popular. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Which guy? Ian Dior. I've heard of that guy. Yeah, me either. I I I barely heard his name in the first place. Now I haven't heard anything about him. Ian Dior, Eric was just saying. I'm not. Gaudier. Oh, mm. Gautier, dude, actually, Gautier has a lot of great fucking music. There's a song <laughs> called Hearts a Mess. I'll play it next week on the podcast. That sh- song is the fucking like, shit. Gautier literally dropped that song. Very trippy. Yeah, that, 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 that was it. Like, he probably, he probably and, made so much motherfucking and, money. And on top of that, that shit was a fucking That's a smash. <laughs> People still yo, play that damn song. I'll admit that when it was getting played all the time on the radio, I was working in a restaurant, so it was always on the speakers. I got tired of it, but... When that shit comes on now, I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> like, it's still a good. That's a good ass single right there. Who shoots your videos, man? Um, so I've had most of my videos I've shot are uh, the one the guy was telling me about the guy who's the beer snob. He's actually a professional photographer mainly, but okay. I actually like convinced him to shoot a couple videos for me. What's his step name? out of his box. His name is uh, Rico is Evil. You can that's his tag on Rico Instagram or social media if you want to follow him. Yep, Rico is Evil. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. We uh, you know, we've been creative partners for a while, so it just naturally kind of happened over time. And uh, you know, I felt like he could capture my vision how I wanted it to be captured. You know, I mean, obviously, it's not the most professional or anything like that because it was his first time doing it. But but uh, my very last video, Colt Zone, was shot by CD Wells. He's out of Ann Arbor, and he's a guy that I chopped it up with, and he really liked my I'm sound. So happy you went in the Colt Zone because I checked out that video. Oh yeah, and you like that? That was my very next question actually for you. <laughs> so. I'm trying to figure, and actually going to the album cover and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to go. You have this like almost like shaman like look going on mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know like the, <laughs> w- are you? Uh, is this like a character? Is this like you? Like what? What's what's going so on? So I guess it could be like a characterization, yeah. but uh, I mean basically, um, like I said, I wanted to make it very me, and uh, I found out recently, like a year or two ago, that I'm like Nigerian for the most part. Okay, and uh, I looked into Nigerian culture a lot. And um, and I looked up some of Music the face rich. paintings that they do and stuff like that, and I wanted to kind of take on from that with my own little spin on it. So that was the reason for all the face painting, kind of like voodoo-ish thing. Right. And um, Down by Six, which is my collective, um, over the years, I've been making music for about five, six years now, and um, our my group that I had, our whole aesthetic was kind of like more punk, rocky, metal, dark, dark kind of thing. So that also went perfect with that whole voodoo-ish aesthetic, you know, and I want it to be very, like, appealing, like, eye-pleasing cover, and it really stands out. I think Rico, Rico took that. Rico is evil, took that cover. Okay. So, yeah. So yep, being that you guys out. made punk rock music, mm-hmm. 
And being a black artist, are you familiar with Bad Brains? Fuck yeah. I'm familiar <laughs> with <that>. All right. <laughs> I feel like that's the first one that always pops up whenever somebody says a black person in punk band. Yeah, like yeah, it's like right. really the first punk or another one. Yeah, was yeah. a the dude's pop Fever three three three. You ever checked them out? I don't know them. All right. I'm I familiar. played them for you oh, for sure. You? Yeah. Fever three three three, like the lead singer is black. Uh they're fucking dope, oh, man. They've been, they've, been <laughs> it. they've been killing it. Yeah. They've been killing it for a while. Seven dust too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've heard them. Heard them. Yep. And fucking um there there was like some funky shit back in the day, like in the 90s, there was some shit. There was some shit like, people don't know about back in the day, especially in with the punk scenes when they were first like really developing. I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of black characters kinda got overshadowed after a while. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like there's always like a at least from an outside perspective, being a white dude watching how the landscape works, like it almost like if you're black and you're making music, they're throwing you into hip hop or R and B as the cast. Yeah, but you say that because I literally just saw a picture. It's like a meme of a uh, <laughs> black uh, black punk man confused why they're uh, on the hip hop charts. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, it's just like you know, they just automatically put you in that box of uh, being. I remember Tyler saying that. So like, I remember seeing his like. You know how they do like the after speeches at the Grammys where they're just like talking to the press and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You'll see like little clips floating around, and he was talking about how he won when he won Igor for was Igor. not a rap album, right? Yeah, he, oh, he no, was no, talking no, about it. so he won for Igor in best rap album or best hip hop album or whatever. And he was like, I think he's like, I just want to note. He's like, I am very appreciative of this award, but I do think it's worth noting that. I didn't make a rap album. He's like, I made an alternative album, and we get labeled as rap or R&B if we're black making music, no matter what. And I just want to let you guys know that I've made an alternative album. <laughs> you know, not a black artist, but Beebs did that that same year for that uh, that one album. He It was like best pop album, but he was like, I made an R&B album. <laughs> it should does sound pop, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's. I mean, that that is real. I think. Um, I think the Grammys are getting more inclusive, but they still have a fucking long ass way to go. Yeah, they got a it's, long way to go. Yeah, I mean, best melodic rap. That's a new. <laughs> that, that's new you know category. what's funny? Oh, is that a new category. So, really? right, like two years ago. So yeah. you know what's funny? That's actually not even a new category. They just started televising it. So I looked Wait, it what? up. Lupe won that shit in 2009. Wait, wait, best melodic rap was always a thing. <laughs> so you got best rap song and there's best melodic rap song. Yeah. That's two so, separate categories. Because so, me and him, have <laughs> been dis- we've, we've been discussing Lupe Fiasco and his accomplishments over the last couple of days. And I looked, I was looking him up and he's got like 12 Grammy noms. One of them is for best melodic rap. He's either rap performance or rap song or something hmm. like that. Just look up Lupe's. What's the difference between performance and songs? Like, what performance do they take that? How from? you? I think. I, think, <laughs> like, how, like, I, I guess how Coachella, you. Would, like, so, like, no, so I think it's it's how you as the vocalist attacks the song. So uh, it's like so remove like so remove the beat. It's how you hmm. performed on the song oh. as the singer or the rapper. I actually or, never you know, knew how that was judged. I, I believe that's what it all is. All right, because I literally thought, like, all right, we just take a concert clip from you at fucking Bonnaroo or something. Yeah, that's honestly what I, I thought, mean, too. I mean, think about it, because we talk about <laughs> shit like this all... We, I mean, we talk about things like this all the time. Like, some of the best rappers in the world are not the biggest rappers of all time because they've, Huge you know, facts. chose, like, underground beats or stuff that's not commercially, like, uh, palatable. or You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like... 
So there's, I think that's where the performance part of it comes. By the way, best, uh, how you performed on best melodic rap performance is actually stacked. I, I Googled it just to see what it was this oh, year. Oh, what is it? It's crazy. Big, is Baby Keem in there? Uh, no. I can see that. So no, Industry Baby, Baby, Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, Doja Cat mm-hmm. Need to Know, mm-hmm. Hurricane, Yay and The Weeknd. Oh, Lil Baby's in there for uh Doja Cat should probably win that shit. Pride, in the, de- Pride of the Devil, J. Cole, and uh, Lil Baby again. <laughs> and then Tyler, what's your name with an NBA young boy? Ooh, yeah. that's uh, probably my favorite song out of them all. But <laughs> that one's that one broke the internet for a second. It broke the internet for a second. Yeah. I have to say, like, just that collab was just crazy to me. What's at first. what? Uh, what's your name with uh, Tyler? Oh, dude, I was that tour last week. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, that show was great. Yeah. Oh man, I bet it was. Yeah. I bet it was. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to your interview. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, man. So, question. So you so you got in the beer recently? Like, what type of beer you been drinking? All right, I'm a, like a lager porter kind of guy. Lager porter? Yeah, I mean, I'll try, I'll try any beer once, but okay. like a lot of them be gross to me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this uh, my roommate gave me a, a stout, like a breakfast stout, and it was the worst thing I ever tasted in my life. KBS, oh, dude, yep. Kentucky <laughs> breakfast stout, yep. dude. Yes, I couldn't. Founders, founders, yeah, yeah. We've been Sorry, founders. About... I ain't trying to bash y'all name. No, them, no, bro, you're good. We've been talking about this on the show too. I'm not a giant stout guy yeah. either. I don't like it's. It's more of like. It feels like it tastes flat a lot of the times to me. It doesn't feel like it has a lot of carbonation. So it's yeah. not supposed to. Right, like, I right. mean, for it's the most part, to, like right. especially the bourbon barrel age shit, it's mm-hmm. not supposed to. It's supposed to be like that, like like the alcohol warmth, like booziness. It's supposed to go for more like flavors mm-hmm. and like consistency, I guess, in a way. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just recently got into like IPAs, like hazy IPAs, and they're all right. It took it took me a while to like get my my palate to be adjusted to that. But I think I actually like IPAs now. They're actually they decent. Okay. They decent. Hazy IPAs. Okay. Um, yep. Which I think is probably a good point, even though we're still in the interview, to mention what we've been sipping on here in the, around this circle. E-man. Waka flock of flame. <laughs> Waka flock of flame. I forgot about the safe word. <laughs> I'm gonna pour this. I was gonna, gonna, I was gonna like wait and to do it. <laughs> I was literally. No, I mean, like, I was gonna literally like talking about a hazy IPA. You might as well, you know, right. talk about the hazy IPA that we're drinking right now. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's an IPA. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. I like oh, this you one. Got a little ASMR in them. <laughs> There's a little bit more. We can pass that bad boy around. Oh, yeah. Finish this last one off. Little three one three pistons, baby. I like the fucking label, dude. I think they did a great job with this. So it's Easter Markets three one three. It is an IPA, definitely for sure. Yeah, it's a New England. It's a New England style IPA. Oh yeah, I got the untapped up. Uh, We ready to roll? All right, cool. Uh, Yeah, man. So our beer over here. Brewery we all know very well, Eastern yep. Market Brewing Co. Uh, we have the 313 IPA on 313 Day. Shout out Detroit. Happy, uh, happy Pistons day. has been on a little tear, too. Even yeah. though they're not going to make the playoffs, they've Absolutely. been kind of killing it lately. <laughs> this is, yeah. <laughs> you know, wh- by the way, why is every rapper taking their shot to Pistons these days? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I listen uh, to Sada Baby's uh, new album. Half his tracks are like named after the, fi- the Pistons player. Let me break down the beer real quick, and I want to get to that because I got more to talk about that. All right, so if you follow us on the Tapped at Beats and Brews Pod. Uh, we have the 313 IPA. Celebrate the 313 with a beer made for Detroit. With aromas of juicy pineapple and orange rind, okay. the flavor is fresh, grapefruit all the way. A classic, oh, sorry, a new classic for a classic city. 
Yeah, man, I really, um, well, you know, we usually play a song while we're sipping on the beer to try yeah. it out, but we've been sipping on the beer. <laughs> we've just been yeah, talking just... during it. So I uh, I got to say, I really like this shit, man, a I lot. Can, I can taste it. All right, the flavors you said, that's what's in this, right? Mm-hmm. I can definitely yeah. taste it. I can taste the pineapple, the citrusy kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely like. Carbonation is like full body, so you got your you got your carbonation there on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely got like the pineapple aroma. Like if you actually can, yeah, if you actually smell it, like it's really like it's really got those juicy like hops to it. Like it it's solid. Yeah, it's really funny how a palate works too. Because I'll be honest, when I first when my friend my friend Katie shout out Katie Strobes, she used to always drink IPAs, uh, two hearteds or whatever, and I never liked them. I'm like, ah, oh, that shit is gross to man. me. Like I don't fucking like it. But then, like, that's always, like, what she had in the fridge. So I would have one, like, when I'd go over to her house. I'm like, I'm starting to kind of enjoy this. And now, like, <laughs> you sipping on now pine needles favorite. tonight. You know I mean? like, now tonight. it's, like, it's very carbonated. It's, like, got a little bit of a bitterness that I kind of, like, enjoy. Like, you about si- you sipping on pine needles tonight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's basically how it feels, for sure. But, um, anyways, we're going to take a quick pause to play you guys a little bit of Imagine's music right now. Because I wanted to play um, something off the fir- the album that I was listening to today, the uh, the furthest thing from perfect. By the way, as far as like the face paint goes and stuff like that, remind uh, me of Tech Nine. Te- am I say- <laughs> I was gonna say oh. Tech Nine's one of my- Tech Nine. I was gonna say like I'm like you're in good company because I fucking love Tech Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Tech Nine's a legend, dude. Um, no, but I really all right. So I was I was listening to the album before the podcast, and this song kind of stood out to me. So I'm gonna play a little bit of All In. From the artist that we're currently interviewing right now, imagine. And his name, by the way, if you're looking him up, is stylized with a one instead of an I. So Just imagine with a one. Make the, sure you spell it properly. Like I said, in my song. <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the black six lack thing going on. Hey, like, I'll fuck with for it. For sure. But yeah, here's a little bit of all in for you guys. Just ignore it. Lying all the time, I'm so dishonest. Got nothing to lose, so I'm all in. 
is in, you hit this like little cadence, man, where it's just like it was just like floating, and I'm hey, like, yeah, that's why I started laughing. That, I'm like, holy shit! You know, what started <laughs> popping in my head. We gotta link him with Nappy Devi. So, Nappy Devi, I'm, hey, I'm already, I'm link already, me, man. Link uh, me. Yeah. Frost already knows who you are now. Like, <laughs> he's like one of our, uh, one of our friends of the show. One of our he, homies. Yeah, he, very similar style. Like, I, 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 I love it. So, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that song came from a very deep, depressed place at the time when I wrote it. But I mean, you can tell from like literally for just sure for the it, lyrics, but, for yeah. sure. Because you, know, you know, we we profit off of trauma to make music. Hey, man. Well, honestly, like, isn't it like I even feel this? So I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't make music, but. I, th- I feel the same way as this podcast is an outlet, you know what I mean? So I can only imagine what it is to, like, get the shit off your chest in song, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it man, it's, feels it's super good. relieving. It's a therapeutic it's thing. Music Very. is therapeutic, man. I love it. Like, th- that's really dope. Like, especially you making it in, like, such a way where it's, like, so, like, digestible and relatable, too. Mm, right. So, and that's, like, another skill in its own. Like, you could just make... I mean, not... I mean, You got like, a great singing voice, too. Oh, thanks, you man. Really I appreciate do. that. I really appreciate that. I mean, like... One of those things is like it's it's really hard to like really formulate thoughts and put them into like and make them rhyme and like actually like pull this shit literally out of from out of air yeah, or from real. like your imagination no pun intended imagination <laughs> but, but and just like put it into like rhyme format and record it and God knows how many punch ins and takes and sometimes that takes to actually mm. make like a perfect time man so it's like. Yeah, it's a really and, art and, form. And for shit. an artist like, like yeah. Imagine, the sky's the limit, really, because you've already told us you produce all your own shit. So, I mean, there's no avenue you couldn't take. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, whatever as you're of right feeling, now, you can make. 100% indie, like beats, recording, mixing, mastering. That's all me. Like, I just got to the point where it's just like. I'm just sick of having everybody else you know do what? everything for me. Juan Michael actually is another one, too. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Another, another person. Um, I agree. What'd you I say mean, his name was? Juan Michael OG. He's, an, he's, he's another friend of the show. Kind of similar thing. Like he produces his own stuff and everything like that too. Dude is dope. Like, like another that'd be another guy. Like kind of similar that we've had on the show. That's kind of like in the in a similar bag. But you got don't get me wrong. You got There's, your own. There right. is a there <laughs> is a lot of black indie artists that are not getting talked about. I feel like and well, no, few of them have been yeah, on our man. fucking show. Especially in the Detroit area, specifically. No, like, like the the Swiss Army knives of of like artistry and mm-hmm. stuff like that. that people <laughs> that agree. can do it all. Hundred percent. Like there's so many like that just don't get talked about and just don't get like that like shine and you know, flowers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like like the artists who, like you said, are multifaceted and can just do different things are just like overlooked by you know like industry uh, executives or whoever you know, really professional people because, you know, they just can't be put in a box. And I guess you kind of have to be put in a box to, you know, really be able to market market yourself or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. But uh, I don't know. It's just never been me to just fit in a box. Like, I this, agree. Uh, yeah. Like Big Crit's another one that dropped like, this Woo! year. Mm-hmm. Like recently. Hey, like, man, that Mississippi man shit. That's, like... where, that's where I'm from originally. That's where I was oh, born. Shit. Oh, yep, okay. Yep. Yeah. Mississippi Southern shit, boy. man. All right. Yep, well, yep. Am I a crooked letter? Crooked letter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love, uh, yo, that's a great example. Big Crit. Um, Nick Grant did the same thing. Like both of them have, and you got to credit Andre Three Thousand for oh. a lot of this shit because oh, this man was one of the forefront runners of being like, I'm gonna be weird as fuck. I'm gonna be completely one thousand percent myself, and y'all are gonna fucking 
deal with it because I'm rapping better than all of you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? all real shit. You know what I'm making music better than all of you. <laughs> so you can fucking put up with me wearing a blouse or wearing fucking fuzzy pants and like fucking, you know, you know whatever fucking Andre wants to wear, whatever the fuck he does. You know, there's what I mean? a whole like, theory about black men wearing dresses and stuff like that. I will, oh, not, yeah. I will yeah. not go down Bro, that wormhole. Right like Cuddy, now, Cuddy wore dresses. Do you know how much? Yeah, yeah. You know much do, you, do you know how much fucking like homophobic shit we, I read on the internet about are, Kid Cudi every day. Oh my it's like ridiculous. Just because the man uh, paints thought, his fucking nails. Oh, no, I thought, like, thought we were about to say. The guy who paints his nails, man, I always tell people, all right, if, if you're skeptical about painting your nails and doing feminine shit as a guy, just try it for one week. Try it for one week and see, see how people react better. to you. And then, <laughs> and then care, you right? can knock it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, think about it. Like, So him and I were talking about it all the time. I think the most masculine shit in the world is to do that shit, to be comfortable in I mean, femininity. like, there's there's a whole conspiracy theory on that. That was the wormhole I was about to go uh-huh. down, but I stopped myself. <laughs> but like, but I, I know what you're talking about, being comfortable in your own skin and stuff like that. I that feel like that's cool big dick too, energy. Though. Like, that's <laughs> what they're... That, I think that's to the girls, at least, it's definitely big inter- dick energy, just for sure. Like, like it's, the Bowies of the world, the princes of the world. You exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. The fucking people that are ready to fucking just let their freak flag fly, you know? Lil Nas X's of the like, world. The Lil Nas uh, X, absolutely. That's a great example. That's another one recent, I guess. The Lizzo's of the world. Um, let your fucking let let everything like I'm not, a young thug or some shit. I'm gonna take young the thug, yeah. Young thug, a, I'm gonna take your fucking hate away from you by fucking double downing on it. You know what right. I mean? Like a lot of them do that, and I feel like that's uh, that's that's my favorite type Lizzo of shit. Lo- Liz- fucking, Lizzo, uh, Moses fuck- Sumney. Lizzo's Moses a poor Sumney. example. She was eating fucking what was it? Ranch with Oreos or some shit. What the fuck was she doing? Uh, who's that? <laughs> Lizzo. <laughs> like, that's reason. a poor example. Ranch with Oreos. <laughs> it was something Oreos. Uh, it was like some disgusting. kind of it was that's some just... kind of weird condiment. You're not. First of all, you know, should dip ranch like Oreos taste. in anything. <laughs> oh no, it's mustard. That's what it was. <laughs> that's just poor I taste. I can't condone. It was mustard or some shit. It was some something along those lines. That's just flat out gross. I don't think there's so, anything. So I don't know about that freak flag. Don't be fucking guzzling ranch. That shit is disgusting, and it's not good but for your health. But like everything else, like, do you. Like, there's no problem with it at all. I just, agree with you, man. You know, just don't put fucking mustard in Oreos. I've, I've always yeah. gravitated. So, like, as a person in high school, I feel like I had, so, I feel like I had many friends in high school, but not a ton of close friends, like, until I was out, out of high school. So, like, because everything is so grouped, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so like I grew up with people that ended up being in sports, but then when I got to high school, <laughs> I started identifying with like the the art kids more. Right, right. And so like my sports friends would think <laughs> I was a weirdo for hanging out with my art friends. You right, know? like right. I was always bouncing around in different friend groups, and I was never like you just said boxed in. And you know, like sometimes that fucking ends up being a way better thing for you because I guarantee you, I, I definitely don't talk to the Kid, the jockey kids anymore. Yeah, I still have like really close relationships with the art kids that I met hey, in man. high school. Hey, that's how it be, man. I, I went from social outcast to like I think. All right, once I hit high school, I started smoking pot, which had a huge effect me in me just being like somewhat, somewhat cool. I wasn't popular, but somewhat okay with like everybody. You know, just being a stoner kid. Yeah. It wasn't until after high school, like you said, that I really got in my groove and I was considered quote-unquote cool or whatever yeah. you want to call it but yeah man it's i feel like that actually really affected me at how i am you know now and how i make my art so which i guess is a good a good spot to ask you because this is something that i'm always curious about what inspired you to pick up the pen and start writing something for the first time like what 
you know, music or what was going on in your life or, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what just made you decide? Like, I feel like art and music is what I want to do, you know? Yeah. So, so like towards the end of high school, I was going through a really rough time. I had just got kicked out of my mom's house and I was just really angry and spiteful and I just like needed some type of outlet to get that out and one of my boys had a studio that, you know, everybody would go hang out and record at. And it was just like the perfect spot for me. And originally I was just doing it just to have fun, you know, just to let some shit out. And then, you know, watching people's reactions to how I did my stuff kind of made me realize I had a talent for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was originally supposed to be in school for biomed, like a biomedical engineering. And uh, Wait, what? <laughs> took a completely That's different term. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was a whole thing with my parents and yeah, everything. But yeah, I ended up going in for music instead. And just over the years, I just grown to love it more and more. You know, so yeah, we took it, the juice world route on that one as far hey, as man. like because he was supposed to be a lawyer or some shit. Yeah, yeah then, something like, like that. Yeah, man. Just like, hey, oh, there's a music. lot of multifaceted yeah. motherfuckers yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Like, it's like I don't want to go through life doing some shit I'm not gonna be happy with and fuck around fuck and yeah. shoot myself when I'm 30 years old or some shit. You know what I mean? 30, 40 years old, like. The lead singer of The Offspring has a Ph.D. in marine biology. Mm. Fun little fact for the fucking Kesha podcast. has like a wow, Mensa really? level IQ or yeah. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Kesha, yeah, I found that out the other day. Kesha has like a Mensa level IQ. Yo, I believe yeah. it, dude. There's a lot of like brilliant motherfuckers yeah. that make music. Hmm. Um, what... Fucking even in like acting too, Ken like uh, you know the actor Ken, Ken John, John is a doctor. Oh, yeah. He was he's a doctor really, he's like before. Act, he's an actual he got doctor. Famous, <laughs> like, these acting it's crazy roles. the people who like completely finished school before they started their like right? their art careers. And we just like, decide like oh I want to do something else. You know what I mean? Okay. All yeah. right. So I was gonna go into this earlier with you, and then I decided to hold it off for the pod. So I guess for this very moment, and then we're about to go into this. It's like because I always ask this question to guests. And I think I already know where your head is at with it. Mm. Uh, so you don't listen to hip hop when you go into record. I take it, right? No. What are you? What are you? What are you listening to? Like what? Um. So, a lot of. Uh, well, I will say the the one hip hop I am listening to is I don't know if you guys ever heard of a duo called Arm and Hammer before. Yep. Of course, yeah. I Amazing. fucking love them. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I fucking love them, bro. They're that's like the only thing they actually um really. I didn't talk about my next project. That's coming up, but they really played a huge part. Them and Earl Sweatshirt and um, Rap Ferreira slash Milo, whatever he calls himself now. There's a few artists who like really uh, inspired this new project that have been coming. Is it up Armin, with. Is it Armin and Griselda? They're not. They're not. They're Griselda mm-hmm. affiliates. It's like them, like Alchemist, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like they like do a lot of stuff with them. Yeah, yeah. So got all that. Yeah. Crew. Yeah. Um. Well, as far as outside of hip hop, um, I listen to uh, so much shit, dude. I listen. I've been on a real. Uh, I've been on a surf rock and classic punk binge yeah. for the past couple weeks. So I've just been listening to a lot of like super old, like 1950s shit, like the fucking the Comanches, the Revels. Um, who else? I mean, there's so many. It's just hard to think of them all right now. Like, what is what is bedroom pop? Bedroom pop. I don't know. I feel like it's like a lot of things. It's like I feel like it's. Literally just making some shit in your bedroom with like maybe more like synthy, uh, like synthetic sounds. Um, mm, okay. Kind of like that. I don't know how to explain it. Like that, like indie-ish sound, like that dream pop sound, is like I don't know. It's it's really hard to explain it. I know I know when I hear it, but I don't know the actual elements of what makes that. Do you know anybody pop. that would be an example of this? Like, cause I I've never heard of this like <clears throat> genre. You ever heard of Kuko before? C-U-C-O. I C-U-C-O. feel like he's a good example of bedroom pop. Um, 
who else would be? Let me just pull it up real quick so we can fucking give the audience. See, wait, spell it again one more time. Home C- shake. Home shake would probably be a good example. Home shake. Yeah. Did you say C O C O or C U C O? C O C O. C U C O. Gotcha. Oh, dude, you're turning us on to some new shit. Mm-hmm. What's a song that I should play? You think? Here, I'll let you pick it out. Don't make me fall in love. I guess that might be suitable. Okay. Let's hear a little bit of this. Whoops. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> playing, though. Is it on? I mean, is it the volume on? Yeah. Not muted here. I- oh, whoa. Hold on. Run whoa. that shit back. <laughs> so yeah, this sounds about right. Like it, it sounds like okay. Okay, okay. all right. I, I, I hear. Do you yeah, know who? Uh, do you know who? Um, Boy Pablo is. Yes, yes. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Reminds me of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I hear it now. Now yeah, I hear it. It's like I didn't know what I know what that was. Yeah, right, right. It's like that. Almost, it literally uh, sounds like you made it in your bedroom. What's that place? dude from Euphoria? Oh, Labyrinth? No, Dominic Fike or oh, whatever. Oh, Dominic, Dominic Fike. Yeah. I've never heard of this shit. I've never heard of shit. Oh, you know what, Dominic? Yeah, it's got the same kind of like bounciness to it. Yeah, I, I hear it. And even, you know, like some of, uh, I guess it's more lo-fi. I was thinking of, you know, the producer Shinsky that yeah, did uh, Paris' album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that kind of has that feel to it, too. And uh, Cloudy as well kind of has like. Cloudy has that would, vibe. Would work on a song like this. You know? Oliver Tree. He Oliver Tree would use some shit like this stuff. Yeah, I'll show you Boy Pablo real quick so I can see so you have a little frame of reference here. Which I think he has a new album coming out soon. I guess this one's a little bit more fucking it's like indie, um, more more you know, indie-ish. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a feeling lonely by Boy Pablo. Boy Pablo. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking sick, dude. And he's really good. I really, I think, I think that was one of those ones that. So him and I talk about this all the time on the podcast, which is probably like the eight thousandth time we've mentioned this <laughs> about album art. Like, I just clicked on it because I thought like this. Like his album art, just him sitting on a yeah. skateboard with a fucking flying V guitar. I was like, oh, that looks kind of tight. <laughs> I mean, just click on this and it see what's all about. It is crazy. Like, it plays a huge part. <laughs> like when new releases come out, like I mean, I I loyally use title. Like yeah, yeah me oh, and yeah. Him both. That's what's but, up, actually. Yeah, yeah, man. So it's one of those ones where like they threw my new releases and stuff out and everything like that. Which we'll get into something new, some, something else, something new in a minute, but. I usually pick when it's albums that I'm like, okay, I pick my mm-hmm. top releases, obviously, right? Right. But I'm like, all right, if I want to listen to something new, I always go by album art, like over anything, because it always stands out. Like usually, like the crazier shit or the coolest looking, like visualist stuff, the better I pick. Yeah, usually I feel like it's probably more of a subconscious thing, but I think it's the same with me. Like I just usually, all right, if it has a cool cover, I'm definitely more prone to listen to it. Like. Okay, so I just realized the genius in what you did with stylizing the eye as a one. When you pull your shit up on any platform, it comes up 
very first. Yes. Because yes. of the number Somebody, one. You might be the first person ever who actually was like, <laughs> um, oh I mean, uh, the God. one also represented <laughs> me as just being like uh, the one of like the son, just like a chosen Dog. one. But also to make my name easier to fucking find because there's like a thousand imagines out yeah. there. Because it used to just be like the Duh. regular imagine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I got to change this shit. That is genius, <laughs> dude. Like, genius. it literally pops yeah. up <laughs> immediately. <laughs> the only artist, by the way, that pops up with that version of your name. So that works no, out No, that perfectly. helps the algorithms. Perfect. It yeah, does. Yeah. It really does, man. That's great. Wonders. And I'm proud of you for caring about what your social media... Um, I know they don't. I know it's highway robbery. What mm-hmm. these fucking what they pay you and shit. But like, oh, yeah. just to have just your title, photos and everything pop up, that makes that makes me happy because there's definitely artists. And I'm speaking to people that've been on the show. So listen up. <laughs> that are not <laughs> fucking doing it right. Oh, like, right, you, right. We haven't had a Neil Rand your, in a minute. When you pull up some certain people's stuff, it's like you know, it just shows like the. The initials of the letters because they right. got no like yeah, they had no profile picture so, or anything. So with the profile picture, just for the, like so Spotify and stuff is easy. Title is actually a little bit harder because you have to email them directly and usually mm-hmm. they kind of take like them. But his, up, there's is, no title for artists. There's no you know like no. So just there's not. Spotify has yeah. one. Apple has one. SoundCloud you know is like fucking easy as shit. With but the title fu- you have to email people. And, and stuff. the fucked up <laughs> part about it is like title is now the platform that's paying artists the best. The most yeah like, yeah facts yeah. facts <laughs> like. I think it's really dope. Like, so Eman and I brought it up last week. Like, it shows like your top streamed artists or whatever, yeah. and like part of your two dollars uh, of your two dollars of your subscription pay every month mm-hmm. goes to the artists that you've streamed the most. Oh, month. what? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I gotta got get on title, yeah, dude. Right that, that actually, <laughs> you put me on some shit. So yeah, like last last month, Isaiah Rashad got Isaiah my two dollars. Hey, this man. week is between Maxo Cream and Tyler the Creator, or this month. Stevie yeah. Wonder gets my two dollars <laughs> damn near every single month because that's like the artist I listen to the most. That, if if you don't know me, you know, you know now. So that, that's you, my you Spotify primarily, primarily, probably. No, I'm only using it on this iPad. That, okay. This is the studio's, the studio's iPad. Well. Yeah, I, gotcha, um, gotcha. I use Title on my phone. I use Title. I actually I still have an, title. I still have a dumbass like I don't know why I pay for both. I pay for I literally pay for Apple and Title. I'm Apple. the same. I'm with Apple and Spotify. I pay for both. Like, I gotta have <laughs> Apple my got the podcast. So that's the only thing. Apple they do. Have the podcast, that's the one, that's and they'll it. have like yeah. random like rare things that are not on Title, like a live performance that you can stream. Like the, the weekend is like performing on Apple Live or whatever <laughs> you know what I mean or something shit like that. I want to see so like. I guess I'll keep it around, but, like, I have just canceled. I, I was going through my shit the other day. Like, if you type in subscription, like, on the search bar, like, on your settings, if you type in subscriptions, it'll show you all the shit that you're subscribed to, right? And I was like, I haven't watched Stars or Showtime in fucking <laughs> a year. Let's delete both of these bitches. Let's delete this fucking app that I'm not using anymore that I'm paying $5 a month for. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Right. I was like mad at myself. All right, let me will it back. Let's will it back <laughs> in real quick, man. So yeah. what? Um, so you got some new music you said you're working on, right? So mm-hmm. what's the, what's the direction here? What, what what can what can we expect as fans? Um, so so April first is when it's dropping. Oh shit! Oh, um, April Fool's. You have a name yeah, for it? Yeah, it's called Rewilding. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, like I said, I took a lot of inspiration from like Earl, Armin Hammer, Milo, and like a few other artists that I've been really listening so it's to. So it's on some rap shit. Yeah, it's on some rap uh, shit. Oh, it's okay. also on some like some poetry shit. Okay. Okay. So um, I've been rewilding. Basically, is the process of something being retaken by nature. 
And uh, that's kind of the whole concept behind everything. Uh, I just wanted to get back to the basics, basically. And um, I wanted to get more in touch with my roots. I A lot of the production is more tribal and, like, African-based or uh, just like tribal that. in general, I guess. I love but, it. Um, yeah, man, I'm super excited to drop it. I've been putting a lot of work into it. and uh, You did all the production on this, too? Yep, I did all the production. Shout out to Eric Pike for the artwork. He did a really good job on the artwork. That's coming uh, tomorrow, actually. I'm dropping the artwork oh, in shit. the track all list. Right. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm super excited for it. It's, it's, it's been fun making Hell this one. Yeah, it's, this one was, like, really, it's like, wow, I'm just, like, so happy about it. I don't even, I don't expect the main... Like you said, I'm probably going to piss a lot of my fans off, you know, with this one. Because, you know, they're not expecting this at all from me. They're expecting some, you know, some trap shit or something or, like, some wild shit. Is this your Awaken My Love? Yes. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like... <laughs> Awaken the fans. <laughs> um, But I know that it's not out yet, mm -hmm. but if we can take a quick pause and play the fans another one of your songs. I picked out the last one. I would like to... Uh, offer you what you would like to play next. So I don't, so I don't get to play one. That's cool. You can do it. There's, there's more time in this episode. You get one too, e man. You get one too. Um, I see now is probably one of my favorites off that album. Okay, and that's like I don't know, man. I can even I, I guess it's like indie-ish, maybe like bedroom pop. I guess I could kind of go in that category. I guess I don't know. That makes sense. I didn't Andrew, think about we it when saying, I, did, I just I, I see now. now. And I'm going to put that on, and I'm going to, you know, it's becoming a regular thing now. i got to hit a bathroom break on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put this on, and I'll be right back. <laughs> Weak bladder ass. <laughs> Weak bladder. <laughs> drinking. a place of like heartbreak and it was a place of um yeah mainly heartbreak really it was really you know i see there was no second chances um and it was also just uh an analogy for life in general i see there's no second chances uh life's just got too demanding it's just uh just going through life and basically not regretting the decisions that you've made in life because there's no going back to them and usually you don't get a second chance when it comes to relationships, uh, big opportunities, shit like that, basically. So 
That was the whole like move the, behind that. The, I hate I hate saying this, but it's like the FOMO thing, the fear of missing out type <laughs> yeah. thing. Just like yeah, that, like that's that exactly what it is. Exactly, exactly. I have FOMO so hardcore. Like I just hate. I don't know saying if that's part FOMO. of like. FOMO. I, I actually, <laughs> Loki didn't know what that meant until you just actually spelled that out. But I think that's like I thought I, it was fuck out of my something. <laughs> I, I, I literally think that might be like a side effect of our personality types, ADHD, like. Is having that, you know what I mean? Like right. the desire to do shit, but also not wanting to do shit at the same it's like exact the, time. Or be the extroverted <laughs> introvert. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's, man, that's exactly yeah, how I am, yeah. man. Like I always like talk a big game. I would love to go do this and and that, but I actually as soon as it's time to actually go do it, it's like uh... <laughs> that's exactly how I am, man. That's funny. Um, but yeah, man, I am appreciating this music of yours. Like, this is a, a really solid album that you've got going Let's on. See, I can't uh, wait you, to man. like. Do you have a concept for the, the new, new one? Is. Uh, yes. So, I mean, rewilding basically is just getting back to the basics of myself. Because you know, I kind of strayed away from hip hop, or I was trying to for a little bit. But you know, I say, you know what? No, I'm just gonna do hip hop in a way that's never been done before. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, is there so, like an actual like story as far as like? Um. The story, so each track is kind of like a different story. Okay. Um, so there's one track I made. Uh, I had to actually do some research for this one. But like I researched a place out in Myanmar called Naypyidaw, and I learned about some of the culture and basically some of the stuff that happens there. And um, I just personified it in a song format, basically. Okay. So so it's called... I'll actually, I'm not going to tell y'all the song name till tomorrow. But where mm. where is this location at? You're talking about? I've never Naypyidaw, talk- Myanmar, Burma. Uh-huh. That's okay. uh, South Asia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I had to put some research into this one. A lot of the stories I'm telling are not necessarily my own stories. Uh huh. But uh, kind of just something. I mean, my name is Imagine, so literally I came up with some shit out of my imagination. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Just pulling shit out of air. Just out see, of air, man. I yeah, like it's, it's, it's fun, man. It's fun. <laughs> that that excites me, and I feel like that is like concreted in my brain that he's gonna have longevity in music because that is how you do it. So like, not to I I mean we're gonna do it. <laughs> Eminem gets brought up on this podcast all the time, and like how episode. we feel about how he uh, is aging in music. And sometimes <laughs> an artist like Eminem can become so gigantic, right? right. That they can't really like. There's not a lot of life experience to write about anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, everybody like, knows your life to, at that point, right? So to be able to tap into someone else's perspective right. and write from someone else's perspective is something that that's I really a whole enjoy new to skill, hear. man. Like, that's, I love that's cool. Like that really, that, like man. that makes me happy. Like Kendrick did that shit on Duckworth, and that's like one of my favorite songs he ever fucking made. It's literally like. J. Telling the story about like how his dad and top dog crossed paths before he was even born. J. Cole like, from your mm. eyes only, or for your eyes only. Oh, yep. yeah, that was another that one too. Yeah. Or when he's uh, what's what's the record that he has where he's detailing like uh, the struggles with alcohol that his mom had. It was on. Oh, that uh, one fucked it, me up. Um, it was oh on. It was God. on twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive. No, 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 it's not. It's on. Um, it's on the, the. What's the one where he's talking about lean rappers and shit? KOD? Yeah, it's on K- oh, KOD. Oh, it's on KOD. Yeah, yeah it's on you're KOD. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck is the name of that song? I gotta pull it up just so I can fucking think about it real quick. Jake yeah. Cole. Yeah, that one. Yeah, when I, that one struggle I, I struggle with sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not that dude. it's a bad song or anything. It's just like a little too <laughs> intense, it, it, right? It hits, it hits a little hard. Uh, where are you at, KOD? What was the name of that song? Do, 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 do. 
Thank you. Eric, can we once, put the tra- once an addict. Eric, once an addict. Add the trap <laughs> like Jeopardy thing into it. <laughs> I think this is it, right? Once an addict. This one. Wait, is this my song? I guess. No, this is not it. <laughs> 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 I'm like, damn, Jake Hall. Hey, All right, I appreciate the support, man. <laughs> this was it, right? Yeah, this is definitely. Oh my god, I remember the first time I heard this song, I was painting a house with Dan. <laughs> and we were like, oh, dude, J. Cole came out today. Let's put the new album on. We're fucking painting together. And I look over Sometimes at him. We're both fucking crying. So I'm not even going to let it rock out nah. because it'll make everyone in the fucking audience cry. But if you've never heard the song Once an Attic by J. Cole, go look that shit up because it's really good. J. Cole's Eric. really good at telling the story. He's really good yeah, at like, is. putting it into word format. Yeah, he is a very, like one of those just great storytellers. Like I mean, we were talking about like say like a slick Rick back in the day with like mm-hmm. children's story. Just like those great people that can yep. like articulate and make it like just visual. Tupac right. was so good at that. Biggie was so good at that. Mm-hmm. Kendrick's very good at that now. J Cole is very good at that now. I mean, Yo, there's like Biggie. There's, in, in my there's so the many different like artists that do it in so many different ways like i like i was talking about, i was listening to drink champs uh with game recently and stuff like that and then maybe oh go God. back and listen to game i don't are we doing something though something new today i, don't nah, know. Gonna, I, was, I was just gonna but, say we're gonna get to it here, so anyway. we're make it quick though we gotta uh, be quick yeah so <laughs> anyway i was listening to the drink champs with game and stuff like that and i went back and listened to uh that man loves to talk <laughs> how much? You As think, a dude that loves many, to talk, how much you think it was bullshit though? But anyway, that's <laughs> the, man, the man, the man, the man literally said on Drink Champs that the dude who killed Osama bin Laden was listening, was to, listening to his music while he did it. I like, like how that was the whole thing. Really, Red Nation was playing in the fucking like, <laughs> air, uh, like the fucking earbud while he was like taking out Osama. Game is crazy for saying that. No. No, he was definitely <laughs> probably listening to his fucking mission. <laughs> probably definitely listening to like the people that were telling him what to do. <laughs> game is hilarious, though. He's anyway, a fucking crazy motherfucker. So I was going into game. I was listening. To, so I was thinking about like uh, documentary album and stuff like that. Documentary. I was listening to the the red album and everything like that too. Like. I went on a pretty much big game kick this week. Mm-hmm. Game was not myself to know, but I just want to do like a little bit of a game appreciation. That man can tell a fucking story. He can write a fucking album. He can too, write a fucking album. He can make some fucking music. Like, I, I, I fucking always love the game. I you really know who do. can really tell a good story? Who probably wouldn't be on like a list of like really good rappers or anything like that? But King Von, dude. R.I.P. Yep. That nigga was really good at telling a story, even though it was some hood ass shit. He was, was like very, super good. It was like it's too realistic though. So it's too, I, I it's do, like yo, too blatant. I, it's I, like I, too I, right I literally now. Always when I die, I should. What was it? What do you say? When I die, I'm bo- I'm boosting the murder rate. My niggas gonna slide every day. What yeah, the fuck is yeah, that? yeah. Like, yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've always said that honestly. It's like because E-Man and I are both the same in this. Like we didn't come from like street life, right? We've never mm-hmm. fucking dealt dope or to like live that life whatsoever. But we still love rap music in all forms. You know, right, we support. Right. The conscious rappers, we support the street rappers, all that shit. And I feel like with the street rappers, if you're a great storyteller, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Right, if, you, right. if you tell me the, the story really well, I'm in. That's exactly, why Biggie exactly. Ready to Die is my favorite fucking album of all time. Mike's because classic. like it literally, like from the first intro skit 
to the last intro or the last outro skit is like a fucking movie in my head. I can close my eyes and envision everything that he's saying. It's one of those things. It's like I was never. Around, I mean, I I grew up, I grew up on the west side of Detroit. I was never like around it, but I got I saw it like a lot of the shit firsthand. That was before I moved out to Canton, obviously, and that was a whole right. different fucking scene change for me and everything. But it's just one of those things. It's just like I never really experienced it firsthand, but I've heard stories in my personal life from people that's going to it. So like hearing like the music and stuff like that, and it's just like a lot of that shit, like. I mean, no, I fucking love Griselda and stuff like right, that. I love, right. I love, I love, I love street rap stuff like that. I bump that shit like playing video games or whatever the fuck it may be, like in the gym trying to get like whatever. But it's one of those things. Is like sometimes that shit is way too realistic and it yeah. hits home to me. Mm. But I really in, but I really fucking like. It's just hard to really, cause people. It's nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. So people are gonna talk about their experiences. People are gonna talk about like what's going on because we as artists we fucking put trauma into words in digestible format so that hopefully somebody can fucking hear this yeah. and be like, 100%, "Hey, somebody's not do- somebody's dealing with the same shit I'm doing," or you know, whatever right, it may right. be. So it's like. It's yeah. kind of like uh, the same album I just mentioned on Biggie's Ready to Die. Um, I don't post the song. I, I usually like my Instagram story. Like we'll follow each other after this. Like, Definitely. but it's mostly just me pa- posting clips of songs that I like. But I've and I one of my favorite Biggie songs of all time is Suicidal Thoughts. But I've consciously never posted it. Because I don't want to like freak my people like out. You know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> think that yeah, I'm going through it. But like that song to me is so deep and so like. Fucking personal, like it, like, it is. A, I've lost, it's really I've lost song. four friends cool. to suicide, so like it's really deep to me now. But like I've always before even that happened. But like I still listen to it. Like it doesn't upset me, even though that I've lost friends to that. You know right. what I mean? I still like because it's so relatable. Yeah, you know? it's like, like part of me. Can, I probably never way. really do this, but part of me like really feels what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. I definitely, I definitely know what y'all. Yeah, mean, you make right? it and in like this digestible through, through. format to where like somebody, like any somebody on any level, whether you came from that life, whether you exactly. didn't come from that life, can fucking digest it, or they can like visualize it or something like that, like this, right. like, that actual struggle. And expressing and it through art, not actually doing it. You yeah, know exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like it's actually like imagining this and it. Like Biggie's one of the best storytellers of all time. Like. For sure. Who the fuck is this? Hating me at five forty six. I can imagine this motherfucker wiping coal out his goddamn mind. Like, he's so descriptive too. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the imagery is just crazy. What what what's he say? Uh, he's like, I can. Uh, what's the line about Sasquatch? He's like, I can hear you stomping like Sasquatch feet. Uh, see the sweat trickling Who shot down you? your cheeks. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, Biggie's like the best at that shit. Oh man. Real quick. That- Oh, oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. Go All right, I was going to say that. Shout that out Biggie, plays, by uh, the way, March 9th. He died March 9th, which was a few days ago. So oh, dang. 25th anniversary of his death, which is fucking nuts. That man. is crazy. That makes me feel really old. Biggie will be 50 years old this year. In Damn. May. May, May 21st, Biggie will be 50's, uh, Biggie's 50th birthday. All right. Well, I was we, just going to say, um, like, the, um, just bringing it back to my art, uh, I, like, try to make a little something... You know, for the people, like you said, the people who ain't really been in that life like that. Because, I mean, me, I'm from Flint. You know, I, I lived in the hood. I live I live on the west side of Detroit now. So, you know, I'm from the hood. But I never really 
was a hood person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like, what I was saying was like, yeah. I grew up, I grew up in the city, but I was on the sidewalks. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't see some shit happen. I didn't see motherfuckers <laughs> about lose their life, and I didn't see cocaine and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Crazy shit. But it's just like I was never personally involved in it. And you know, I feel like there's people just like me. You know, people who can kind of relate to it, but they really aren't, you know, necessarily living like that or anything like that. So I kind of try to make my there's music. A- there's a direction. ludicrous line where he says, I've never done a day in my life, but it should be illegal to walk a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, all right, let's get to something old, real, something real, new, real quick. Real quick. It's got to be a fast round of it. I w- so we do a, a segment on this Neil, show. real quick, before oh, we yeah, do that, I want to throw this out there because I want to throw this one last question at both of you okay. before we go to something. <laughs> right, That's right. the one I want to uh, say. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. What f- music friend group would you want to hang out with for like a day Ooh, like man. a band or an artist is yeah, that what you're talking about a collective like what like a friend like, like a, a, fr- a like an actual friend group the... yeah. like artists that hang out that you know hang out with each oh, other oh that's tough what group would Low you want to hang out Low with key, as far as just hanging out not actually making any music with these people yeah well, maybe just hanging out Low-key, I'll probably hang out with, like, Playboy Cardi's, like, that, like, Ian Connor, Playboy Cardi, like, that little, I don't even know what you call that, hype beastie kind of group, or I'll, like, uh, like TDE or something like that. I'd, I'd like to see what those artists, like, a day in their life is like, you know what I'm saying? Just I can think of them. three, like, very random different ones. I would like to hang out with Guap Dad 4000. <laughs> I would like to hang out with... Thundercat. No, 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 no. Not just one artist. We're talking just about like, like a, a friend group. Their friend group? Well, yeah, Friends I feel like groups. their friend groups would be hilarious too. Guap Dead 4000, Thundercat, or Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. <laughs> Flea is like my favorite human being on <laughs> fucking face of the earth. Maybe Maynard Keener from Tool. I'd Yo, like to see what his life Maynard, is like. Well, I feel like Maynard would be kind Maynard of an be. asshole. He would, he would, which is why I want to see. He's definitely going to be a dick for sure. I want to see what that shit is like. <laughs> They've been posting pretty hilarious videos. So, like, we were just talking about it a couple days ago. I just saw Tool at LCA last uh, Thursday. Oh, yeah? It was fucking amazing. Oh, shit. I didn't know um, But So, know. like, they, they've been posting these videos trolling the audience because, you know, they have long instrumental breakdowns where yeah. Maynard is not even, like, part of it, right? So, like, <laughs> they've been posting these videos, like, what's Maynard doing during Danny Carey's drum solos? And, like, <laughs> they've been, like, posting a video behind him. He's behind the drum kit. Doing something weird every time. Like today's, he had like a fucking doctor's outfit on, and he was trying to play. Uh, what's the fucking game where you fucking well, operation? Operation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To play operation. <laughs> and every time Danny hits the fucking drums, he's like, "You fucked it up for me." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you ever wonder what Maynard's doing during these twenty-minute fucking in- instrumental breaks, <laughs> here I'm it is. I'm trying to think. Mine. <laughs> I would go to TD camp, but I would go specifically Schoolboy Q. Oh, that would yeah. be interesting be to see. Because he seems like he's a little more involved in like some street <laughs> shit, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like he actually knows. No, nah, he's people, just playing like. golf. All that's all he does is play golf. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. Oh man, it's a couple actually. I would say. I feel like yeah, he would probably like him. I feel like Dad Vince Staples. Like they would probably be an interesting one to hang out with. Yeah, for the I day. can see that for sure. Uh, Vince don't do nothing either. I want to hang out with Wiz. Hang out with some Crips or some shit. I get high as fuck. Uh. Damn, dude, I'm trying to think of, like a different genre. Like, I would hang out with Tech Nine for a day too. Actually, I feel like he'd be boring I, too. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> actually, no, I would have hung out with Tech Nine ten years ago, maybe. Like, I wouldn't want to hang oh, out with Tech Nine. None of them. Yeah. Like, they're just doing nothing all day. They're just sober people. 
<laughs> but anyways, yeah. So let's get into this because we're probably already about two Tech hours. Has into two this drinks. Episode. What are you talking about? Sober people, like back. Oh in yeah, that's Ten true. years ago. That's true. Is that kind of sober? I, was, I, was, I meant I meant sober I people when I said. Now, but. I meant oh. sober people when I mentioned Eminem. I, I didn't mean Tech Nine. But um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so. Let's transition into something old, something Eminem new. Eminem might be the last. We're already at about two hours into this podcast, <laughs> so let's get to it. So, if you're not familiar with it, what we do on our show is every week we talk about an album that just came out and an album that we've been fucking with that's been around. You know, that's been around mm-hmm. for a long time. So, um, I definitely started it. I think the last two weeks in a row. So, I'm gonna kick it to E Man. We're doing something old or something new. Today. Something old. Dude, I uh, <laughs> I listen to all new York albums. What? I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I listen to a lot of new music the past couple of weeks. If I had to throw yeah, one, same. I'll pull one out of my ass real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I did. Let me see. I actually, well, no, I did listen to No Dope on Sundays. I guess recently that was about it. I'll, Every, I'll start it and off. Literally everything else I've listened to was like new. I've been like trying to focus on like all new music the past week. I'll get it together. I'll play something old first while yeah. you're figuring your Super shit rare. out. For, I, you know what? Just one. skip me for something old. I got a lot of new music <laughs> I want to get into. So, in the spirit of Women's History Month, um, I went with Mavis. What the fuck? Mavis Staples. Mm. Why am I not finding her stuff? Uh, a little too old for Spotify, man. <laughs> no, it's definitely. I, I think. Or did you already listen to it? Let me double check here real quick. You know, sure I didn't really realize when I said Vincent Schoolboy Q that that that's a crib affiliation. Yeah, that's what I was I saying. Probably I hanging out with some crib just now. Maybe Staples live or first album artist Mavis Staples got that part. It's her self-titled album is what I'm trying to get to. Um, let's see if I can find it. What the hell? Well, I just, I'll just Actually, tell you you know it. what? Action Bronson. It's another one. Oh, which one? <laughs> I, I would definitely hang out with Action Bronson. Oh, that's what you hang out with. I thought you mean <laughs> an album. So, so anyways, singer-songwriter Mavis Staples is the artist that I'm trying to find on here. Oh, you know what? I'll just put it in. Oh, I don't have the plug on my phone. But I, I was going to say, anyways, her self-titled album is from 1968. And uh, I've been kind of dialing in on this ever since the New Orleans episode. We went with Irma Thomas last week. And since it's Women's History Month, I wanted to keep in uh, a vein in that. And I went with Irma, or with Mavis Staples' first album. And she's a classic R&B-style singer. But mm. the thing that I like about her more so than a lot of the music that was coming out at that time, was that she was kind of, like, edgy. She had a little bit more of, like, a a grit to her music and more of, like, a growl. I was going to play the song Chains, which looked that shit up, because I don't know why I can't find it on Spotify. It's on Tidal. Hmm. Um, but the song Chains is what I was going to play by Mavis Staples. Um, she's still relevant, too. Like, she's... She was in Run the Jewels' like, most recent album, Mo- for one. She was... She was not only on that, but she was on the Gorillas' last album. So yeah, she's like, actually, hold on, you know. Oh what? yeah, if you got maybe actually. Stap- by the way, she has a really dope clip in Summer of Soul for you guys. Yeah, if you she haven't checked it out yet. Maybe Staples fucking is a G. You know what? I just thought about it. I forgot that I have um, 
YouTube on here. Let me type in Mavis Staples Chained so you guys can hear it. Because she's amazing. You might have to hear an ad first, but... Yep, of course. What was it for? Um, an insurance company. Liberty Mutual. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of like, uh, so full disclosure, I've been like inundated with music that came out in the late 60s lately. Um, and it's partly due, not even to Mavis Staples there, but there is a show. It's actually on Epics. I thought it was on Prime, but I have Epics too because of The Godfather of Harlem. But there is a show called Punk, and it's a docuseries that came out in 2018, like that history's the the chronicles of punk rock music and it basically starts in the late 60s with Iggy Pop and then it goes into the MC5 and surprise surprise punk music started in Detroit like all the London punk scene were all inspired by motherfucking Iggy Pop which is fucking amazing to me um I think that's awesome so I just want to say that after this women's history month is over I'm gonna do a full month of punk rock music um, starting with probably Iggy. I am a hundred percent behind a punk rock like episode for sure. Although I might have to take a break on four because we definitely have to do the four twenty. We're doing episode. A, We're doing no, not not the whole month. I'm definitely down for like a punk rock like thing though for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, That'd for be sure. sick. Although yeah, Snoop is definitely get his own fucking thing. Um, yeah, I agree. But anyways, so yeah. So that was my something old. You said. You said Action Bronson, so I mean, I was going. Be... To act, I was going to Action Bronson as like who I would hang out with for. Yeah, a day. but I mean, why wouldn't that be your something old as well? It was one of the artists. I, I didn't listen to Action Bronson <laughs> <laughs> like recently. I was trying to I set got, you up, dog. I know, I, I know what you were trying to do. I'm being honest. Like I really only listened to new music this week because I was really. Fair I, enough. Fuck yeah, it. man. We're I got a lot. Actually, I could start with an artist that I know you probably haven't listened to, but I was just kind of curious about. Okay. Uh, dropped a six song EP. Uh, Artist called Lucid, uh, dropped an album called Get or an EP called Getting in Touch that Spelled I really enjoyed. Spelled the the, the, rec, the uh, correct spelling. L L U C I D. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of that one either. That's a new one. L L U C I D. Yeah, it's really like psychedelic, like hip hop, like kind of like white boy. Yeah, rapper white, the white, white boy. Yeah, rapper white boy. What's the album called? <laughs> I say, yeah. uh, it's called Getting in Touch. Okay. Yeah, it was a nice little Describe vibe. Describe this to me a little bit. Honestly, it was a nice little psychedelic vibe, man. I was in the gym trying to get, you know, trying to get my gains going on. Uh, it was really went by quick. Six song, like six song, like EPs and stuff like that. It just kind of fly by. So it was just one of those ones where I kind of just like vibe with. I really enjoyed like the tone of it, like this actual production and how it like progressed throughout the actual project too. 
I do want to I, I want to get like a whole album just to kind of like fill it out more. But I really enjoy what I heard. Like I never really listened to him before. Never really heard anything about it. It was just one like I kind of picked because of his name. Where you think? Yeah, like how'd you find him? Uh, it was on my re- release radar. Oh, okay, actually. I got you. I got never you. heard this dude before. It just popped on my release radar. Uh, yeah, it's a really nice vibe. Of I was gonna ask you if you're fooled by his habits to feel good, even though you're feeling ins- insecure. About nostalgia, <laughs> but then when you get over that insecurity, it makes you levitate. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. There you go. I, was try- I was trying. I got to- you. That's the song. Which one of these songs should I play? Uh, let's go insecure. Why we not? All right. Shout out Issa Rae. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! My bad. Shout out to the white boys. Yeah, it's like not necessarily. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like psychic. Yeah, like girl. This almost reminds me of like like Tame Impala. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of dabbles on that, but he can yeah. kind of like, get a little like bizarre like, like, sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. Always on the go, always on the go. Yeah, time moving so fast and I ain't going slow. Yeah, reminiscing to so how it was before. God, I really wanna go back, wanna have some more. Yeah, back in the days when we used to not give a fuck. Yeah, like it's getting late, but don't feel like getting up. Yeah, see from you guys. Cause of what I said to come. Yeah, this is how I wanted to be. I thought this I heard an accent. Live it up, live it up, live it up. Catch my drift, I cannot get enough. UK is fucking happy. UK is killing it, but I don't, I don't know. Kind of looks like the Beebs. He looks like drugged up. <laughs> he doesn't Beebs. look like the Beebs. <laughs> don't give him that. Hey man, speaking, I'm, of, speaking I'm, of the Beebs, I'm white. So I'm you allowed watch... to say that white people look like white people. <laughs> <laughs> Beebs looks so, just like so, this so. Did you watch the Kanye doc yet? Yes. Did, did you watch? I've yeah. seen like the beginning part of it. I've been. I'm, I'm part, so three, three, part three. Part three. The Beebs is in the part three of it, hmm. it and Kanye like, is going off on like a tangent about I forgot what the like fuck. Bipolar it was. ass. <laughs> no, it was tangent, actually bro. like it was something. <laughs> I was like, I felt like I was sh- I was it intruding. Was, I feel like I should not <laughs> been. A, I shouldn't have been watching that. All right, you know what I so mean? So Kanye is going off on like kind of like a tangent. I forgot what it was about. Some part of it. What, what, Why he's the best of all time. No, it was exactly about that. It was something. 100% in the what third it was. episode. That's like exactly in what he was ranting about. I forgot what the fuck it was about. Anyway, he's talking about why he's better than everybody. That, I mean, that's a normal Kanye rant, but this, I don't think it was this particular <laughs> yeah, Kanye rant. That's what he was talking about. No, it wasn't. Bieber you're was just, like, you're Bieber, just, 100% that's what he was, was talking like, about. Anyway, Justin Bieber was just sitting on the couch. like You could just tell he was like mad uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like doing the side eyes. Like, why? Cody, Cody, could you stop recording, please? All right, but yeah, that was Lucid. Oh, what the fuck was I looking at? Oh, if he was in the UK or not. That's what I was looking at. Is Lucid from the UK? I want to know now, too. I can't really find... Is there a... There he is. Oh, man. Nothing? Where's his bio? Oh, I got his bio. I found... Uh... Where the fuck is this at? (laughs) Oh, Germany. Uh, I knew it was gonna be like some other uh, third party. He had some country. kind of yeah. fucking accent. Uh, did not sound German, but I guess I don't fuck it. Yeah, Berlin. What we were just talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> you got that fucking scene, baby. 
But anyways, that was something, well, old into new, and I guess the only other new one that I fucking really fucked with was The Cool Kids. Oh, they dropped a new album? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Before shit got weird. I got a bunch of singles I can, and, like, hmm. albums I'll, I'll I like, too. reference off, I do, too. too. But, yeah. We won't do it. We won't play too many of them. Yeah, hey, I'm going to just name them a little off. Bit of, well, we actually kind of broke down the Cool Kids last week. Yeah, Cool Kids was oh. great. Um, it's, a, it's a great concept album. Uh, before shit I just want to say shout-out to Chuck English. Like, you're literally and Sir Michael Rocks. One of my, yeah, well, yes, 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 yes. And both of them. But Chuck English is literally one of my motherfucking heroes, like, in music. Like, I think... What he's done with hip hop music is something that needs to be like noteworthy. Like it's always been his own style. Always been his own style. And they've always fucking managed to blow the fuck up on the underground scene. Like I thought they were gonna get a lot bigger. It's crazy like but they don't need it. Like they really don't need it. There's that so I've seen interviews with artists like Atmosphere and odyssey and people that float around the underground scene that are still kind of big names you know what i mean and odyssey was like i love the fact that i make my money solely off music but i can still take my daughter to the park and no one knows who the fuck i am dude to have that like (laughs) i think about this all the time so to have like that level of fame of like a kanye or eminem or something like rihanna or Nicki minaj whoever the fuck it may be like that level is that would give me fucking anxiety 24-7 because you cannot do normal shit ever Mm-mm. again. Ever. Yeah, I can't like, just go. Ever. Ever. Get some food. I can't just I go to. Can't uh, go to the movies. Can't do anything. <sighs> remember, Why Eminem- wearing a goddamn full-ass you, you, yeah. you ever seen that movie, uh, yeah. Funny yeah. People? Yeah. With, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Eminem had that joke where Eminem was in the movie and there he yeah. had that joke. He goes like, I can't fucking do it. He's like, Walmart, Kmart, name a, name a mart. I can't fucking go to it. <laughs> 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 I can't fucking go to it. grocery like shop for necessities. He's like, basically leaving a bread trail for man. But like going going to your point when you're talking about Odyssey, like those artists that can still like make their bulk of their living or make all or whatever bulk of their living off music or merch or touring or whatever it may be, and they can still go out and you know go out in public and only X amount of people really recognize who they are or even nobody. Like I can think about Daft Punk, bro. Marshmallow, nobody, <laughs> Dead nobody, Mouse, uh, yo, yeah, like facts. only the hardcore fans would be able to spot out Daft Punk in a crowd. I've been listening to Daft yeah. Punk my whole life, and I don't know. I couldn't. Marshmallow, Dead yeah. Mouse, uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've seen a photo of them once, but I don't. Remember MF Doom what they or some like. shit. R.I.P. Like, R.I.P. Man, that shit hurt my soul yeah, when he me died, too, dude. Man, man, and a lot of our, fa- a lot of Deontay. Shout out Paris. I just want to say I love you, Paris. Paris is alive. I know, I know. I'm saying it hurt his soul when yeah. MF Doom no, died. Like, no, there's a they, there's a very big parallel between in pairs. I hope you're listening to this, man. There's a very big parallel between him and Doom as far as for like, sure. Style goes. Yeah, it's like one of that. his fucking so, yeah. senseis. He's one of his yeah. teachers in the shit. And Paris, I think, in like Bishop Nuru, which we should fucking mention because Bishop Nuru was literally mentored by fucking MF Doom. And that motherfucker is so goddamn talented. And I, I just started following him on Instagram, right? I didn't even realize he's only 26 years old. I'm like, oh, wow. what? I thought you'd been, like, you, been around a minute, like 10 <laughs> years. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. I thought you were fucking way older than that. But, yeah, 
Fucking yeah, Bishop Nuru. Go check his shit out. Oh um, uh, man, something new. Uh, I had a couple. I had a couple of fucking. Oh wait, wait, no, cool we, kids. we did. We you, didn't play nothing with the cool kids. We don't have to play the cool kids. No, we got to play a little do, bit. Do we? We definitely have to play I a lo- song. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to, but like we're running low on time here. That's the only reason. Let's why. let's play <laughs> a little, a tiny track, a, a tiny clip of the track with a track. Since movement's coming up and everything, and a track oh, is yeah. one of the best electronic producers of all time. Oh, they got Guap Dad down here too. <laughs> Actually, I love Guap Dad. <laughs> It's like a very like jitty beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh yeah. I was gonna say I could hear like that almost reminded me like some Detroit like you know that Detroit uh, what do you even call that? It's like that like what is that called? Reminds me it's of like 80s ghetto techno. Yeah, ghetto, ghetto tech. tech. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah, reminds like, me of eighties rap or, music like the shit that you hear on Snowfall and shit. Ah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Shout out Snowfall, been, by the way. This shout out new Snowfall. That's a, good, so that's a good. I just started the fifth season. Like I just oh, started man. man. Oh, yeah. The best show ever. <laughs> I can't out. Yo, wait, it's shit's getting crazy Damson, right now. Damson Idris is my new favorite actor. I feel like he is the new Denzel Washington, bro. Yeah. Like he is best kid in the game. See, I need to see him in more stuff besides <laughs> Snowfall. Before I do I make too. That. Same, but same. He is so. Fucking captivatingly good on Snowfall is kind of mind blowing to me. He like, he does play that role really well. Yeah, like, like he's super like, fucking. He does well. have that Denzel Washington. Vibe did, who did he? So he had a vocal coach. Was it Mac Ten? Who was his vocal coach? It was uh, it was Mac Ten. I think. Yeah, it was Mac Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he, like, he was talking. Did, did you hear this story about Davis and Idris the first? Because he's UK. So oh what first, really? Yeah, he's British. He's British. What, he's British. Bro? So he like when the first, when he was in LA, That's like crazy. when he got the role, he flew out there and then I guess like. FX hired like a like a student like a coach to mm-hmm. help him like show him how it's to dialect. be hood pretty oh, much okay, yeah, like yeah, a dialect yeah. coach. <laughs> and then Mac crazy. T- so Mac Ten picks him up and they go to Popeyes and he's teaching him how to speak. Then <laughs> 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 no, I didn't know he was British. That's crazy. That's, yeah. the, that's Isn't that insane. Wow. The British actors are literally scooping up all the goddamn American roles. For real, it's Idris, Idris Elba, man. He's, he's British. He's, Idris yeah. is so dope. Are like, we um? Are we are we going on a lucky day? Right now, uh, I want to wait. Lucky Day, the, the music yeah, artist. Yeah. Oh, so, I fucking love Lucky Day. So Did you hear the album? I think I heard like two or three tracks off of it. It's um, it's mm, play some shit. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest about the Lucky Day album, this is an artist that I've been anticipating more than most. A lot I of people. Like. A lot of people been waiting um, on this. And. Underwhelming. All right, so no, this is <laughs> this is kind of a, a a testament to like we need to spend more time with albums before we review it because it literally just came out a few days ago. But I, it's a little. It felt like on the first listen that it, he was like, oh well, I need to go this pop route, and I kind of liked him more when he was in this gospely R and B kind of vibe on the first album. Um. There's definitely tracks that are amazing. There's features that are amazing. I just feel like it's a little bit of a reach for like what his audience wants. I don't know, but 
We've been talking about not being boxed in the whole goddamn podcast, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking, and maybe I'll like it more if I listen to no, it. No, we learned this lesson from the weekend, as far as or straight in, up or 808s and heartbreaks or any other album that we like. Straight up, didn't like at first and then start to love. Grunts. <laughs> anyway, no, I really enjoyed the Lucky Day album on my first listen. Uh... The intro is just some talking shit for the most part, right? Hmm. The Smino track was great. Feels like was like, all right, now you're like, okay, now we're going to like the vibey tracks right mm. here. It was definitely like, like I got like these poppy elements to it for sure. And I think that's just, you know, coming with, because I think he's on RCA or some shit like that, right? So, I mean, it's definitely coming with like the major thing, but I mean, he's still like, there's, it's still him. Like, it's right, not like, right. he still has his creative control. He's like in that weird position, kind of like where like, uh, Prior to like her album last year, but like a her, where you you know you're just gonna like single an EP us or something like that to Great death point. and kind of like play it Great out, <laughs> and then like the label is like, all right, you just do whatever the fuck you want because I know your audience is gonna eat it up no matter what. Right. This shit was great though to me. Like on my first listening, I am gonna go back and listen to it because I need I want to give a detail because we can't. I don't want to praise it and I don't want to shit on it just because it just came out. I agree. I definitely want to spend time and let it marinate a little bit more and like kind of like get that feel for it. I feel but the I same way about really the Ego LMA album. I'm gonna do that next week. As Wait, well. hmm. Okay. But yeah, uh, I yeah, I'm gonna just let it digest a little bit and then I'll come back to you guys next week on it. But on my first listen, I really did enjoy it. The Dirk Yo feature is cool. Uh, you got Dirk on there with the NWA track. Hmm. I really enjoy the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to so Dirk dropped an album too. I haven't listened to it yet, but I've heard uh, I've heard mixed reviews. I'm I honest. personally didn't didn't really like it very much, but I mean, it might just be me, my personal bias because he it's like those like street ballads where it's like you know it's like singing and like that. I like Dirk when he's doing more like some drill, like you know, kind of some like more hood. That's shit. what I heard. So yeah. people with little Dirk is kind of conflicted because people either like him on the melodic like. Kind of like almost emo esque songs, yeah, yeah. Or they like the drill, like the Chicago drill shit. Dirt. Right, right. So it's like it, he does both pretty well for the most part. I I'm more like the melodic Dirk if yeah. I had to pick it. Uh, I don't mind. Like I do like drill Dirk for, but right. like yeah, this it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of all over the place to be honest with you. It is, yeah. it is. Dude, can I play you guys the fucking? Um, I'm gonna play it off my phone. I guess. But yeah, I haven't I haven't checked it out. Yeah, so little well, dirt. Well give me a listen, man. Fucking so E Man brought up last week on the podcast the million dollars worth of game show, right? With Wallow and Gilly. Gilly, yeah. Um, so I wanna pull this up on Instagram because I I think this is very important to hear. I really do. I think it's really fucking what he did, I think takes a bold person to do. Um, so basically what I'm talking about is, um, the million dollars worth of game podcast with Gilly and Wallow had Lil Durk on, right? And there's this narrative being painted right now that a lot of people are dying derived around the energy that these drill rappers are putting out. It's a big problem in New York. It's a big problem in Chicago. Once again, um, nature versus nurture. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. And right. Wallow is... You know, a dude from the streets and an older gentleman in this um, industry. You know, he's been, I think Wallace probably in his early 40s, something like that. But um, 
what he had to say to little Dirk on their podcast um, in front of a room full of goons and people that, you know, this may come off as weak in front of, I think was like some of the most powerful shit I've seen in a hot minute. And let me see if I can find it right here. So let's see. All right, let's just rewind this. Wait. I'm here though, and I'm gonna say some shit that, like, this is documented. You know, I got a TED talk. I forgave my brother's killer, and I'm saying it to say this: nigga that killed my brother, my my brother died in my grandma's arms, in that fucking house that we grew up in. He shot my brother. He ran to the fucking. He ran to the house. He died in Natty Hall when she opened the door. So I'm telling you, this some real shit, man. If I ain't let that shit go, I won't be right here today. I won't be here for my niece and my nephews. Me and Gil won't be doing this. Y'all won't know me. I won't be able to get y'all this game. But I had to leave. I had to let that shit go. And when I let that shit go, nigga, I started to grow. And I started to glow. And now I'm here today, and it was harder than a motherfucker, man. And I'm talking about this my big brother, nigga. I shared the cell with him. I shared the bed with him when we was fucking kids. This little Steve. But I can tell you one thing. Now I'm out here taking care of his daughter. Paying for her to go to school, taking care of my nephew. Taking care of my mama and my grandmama. Talk to him. Show Because I forgave my brother killer, but you know, I understand. I understand what y'all going through. But I love all you young niggas in here. And I mean that shit. I love you niggas, man. And I, and I hope y'all make it out. I hope y'all make it the fuck out, man. Man, he like... Straight up, so, man. It's so crazy. Yeah, this motherfucker really dropping tears for this shit. Like, shit for real, like... I love being around the young niggas because, like, you don't understand. Y'all niggas got so much life. And, and y'all probably don't understand because y'all young. But this system and the way this structure is, is so scared of y'all because they say that these niggas ever turn that, that light cut on in their head, we in trouble because they the most fearless motherfuckers that ever walked the planet Earth. These young black brothers in the ghetto don't fear nothing. So when you switch that shit and you do an energy transfer, oh, it's a fuck. It's over. Y'all nigga ever wake up, it's over, man. Watch I'm telling you, niggas gonna wake up. It's gonna happen. Let's see for Wallow, right? He always talked to me, and he like, cuz, you just don't understand how many young niggas I used to see come through that motherfucking jail, man. Young niggas who just had, was just full of life, just now them niggas in there facing that motherfucking homicide, and now them niggas just be, they be done. Them niggas just all of life done left them niggas. Them niggas come from that courtroom. Them niggas done got that 111 years. Them niggas be done, cuz. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we base our whole platform around the young niggas. We don't give a fuck. Even if we get an old niggas, cause he a legend. And he got game to give, which has got his attention, motivation, and education. But our platform is the only platform that's based around the young. Damn. Damn, dog. That's some you know deep shit saying? for real. Oh, I didn't hear that. Like, um, you know, you know, we should not you know, we, we we come through this like uh especially in hip hop competitive nature um and you know you should only big up your own show or your big up your own music but that shit made me cry and i think it's really important to hear um from someone like wallow you know someone that's from the cloth of street violence and seeing his own brother killed like he said and instead of reacting he forgave. That's insane. That's that's uh, 
that's a strong person to do so. And I think it's a strong message to send because I don't know if the, I don't think censoring is the right move when it comes to this type of music. You know, uh, I feel that you should be able to express yourself. First Amendment, man. The way you want to express yourself. Um, But to have an OG like that tell a young artist like Lil Durk, who is massive in this music right now, um, we don't want to see you die. We want to see you thrive. Is an important thing. Yeah, yeah. very man. Hopefully, just he took that took that sauce and ran with it. Leave it in the music, man. The street shit is not fucking. I I really just hate when like people like take these lyrics, and then the, and this is going back to Games podcast when or any time on on um on Drink Champs. It was like I thought hip hop was real. Like the first time I realized that. Like, holy shit, people actually dying over it was a Biggie and Tupac thing and stuff mm. like that. And then when he got in, and then he's talking about, like, his beef with 50 and stuff like that, he goes, I thought hip-hop was real. I thought, like, mm-hmm. when it's beef, it's shit on site. That's why we pulled up at, like, uh, was it Hot 97, 97 yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> with uh, Jimmy Henchman and mm-hmm. all that, allegedly. And, yeah, that was – it's just crazy that we can't leave that in the music, and that's why you have things like – the court system using lyrics against artists these days. Mm. Agreed. And that's and it's really fucking awful that the First Amendment gets used against us and it's our not culture. Even the First Amendment it is pretty now. Like it's that. literally yeah. not. Even I don't really the first. see it happening anywhere other than hip hop. No, I'm sure it's hip hop. And you're not hip hop to it. gang violence is almost like. And I'm gonna just say this: hip hop to gang violence is like how like heavy metal is associated with like Satanism. I feel like in a way right. or a certain way. It's just like people see one in the other like as the fucking same entity. And it's just it's not like that all the fucking time. There's a specific ju- like there's a specific demographic, there's a specific pocket for it for sure, but not the whole culture is like that. And Rex. it's fucked up that association has always been right. like that and that stigma needs to get changed cuz that yeah. is one of those ones that was just like it it just deflating when I see artists get fucking killed or some shit like that. Like, I, I'm tired of seeing that. I'm really in. I am numb to yeah. seeing fucking rappers getting killed over yeah, street same, shit. Same. And no. it's, it's uh, escalated I'm, in the society that we live in now because everyone's life is so publicly on Not every rapper media. is a fucking in gang not shit. Everyone. Not every rock star. Absolutely not. It was not. Fucking Satanism. Not every Not every country artist, you know, Sips ten, drinks Tennessee whiskey and fucking <laughs> has and, Dodge and Rams and for shit. Like, yeah, and like, there's, and there's like, Dixie chicks like, in the world, the fuck, you know? Dog, like, <laughs> I agree with you, man. I agree with you. And it's 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 shocking and it's sad, but the I think one of the glory the most glorious things about music, and I can speak to this as a white kid that grew up in the suburbs. Um, it taught me perspective, especially listening to rap music. Um, obviously not all of it is you can tell when someone's making a, a song that's shock value or not a true story just making a song a song up but like hip hop made me more empathetic as a person because I heard stories of people that are not from my walk of life or that look like me but I felt very deeply about and um, I guess that's 
probably the reason that I love it so fucking much, man. Like, it's the news channels are going to feed you a bag of bullshit, but the hip-hop shit is going to feed you what's really happening in the streets. Uncensored, unfiltered. Uh, I feel like that's a, a part of, like, what hip-hop is, really. It's just, like, the raw truth, you know what I'm saying? No fabricating, no sugarcoating shit. It's just, like... Or at least that's how it started. I mean, it's it's developed into so many different things. It's a now. different beast now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, it is. I feel like it's in important. the eighties, nineties. I it's mean, important. there there are artists now. Like, don't get me wrong. Like that. Always like back in that time. Like the rappers were like the wartime journalists. If right, you right. Think of like exactly. that, they're reporting on things that's going on in the neighborhood. They're reporting on things that's going on in their like in their surroundings. Not all rappers were involved in street shit. Like Ice Cube was not involved in any like street shit for right, the most part. Right. Like, but like it's just one <laughs> of the. But he reported on the surroundings around him. Right. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it's just one of those things. Is like Kendrick's you, music is full of it. Yeah. It's like the juxtaposition of being. I don't want to be a street person involved in gang activity, but all of my friends are. And how am I supposed to feel about that? Do you know what I mean? Right. Into it was it called institutionalized mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of those things. It's just like one of those. And it, nature. I'm gonna call this episode nature versus. It's just one of those things. Like people Psychology like. And shit. No, it's just like you. You become a product in your environment. You become like these. You become what your surroundings are unless you make the changes to go about trying to do things different and show people there's another way. And the people that actually get out and can do that are fucking ill. Like, they're yeah. godsends of a people that actually can do that and do it. Like, Nipsey was another one that was really good That's, at that. Unfortunately, he couldn't, you know, he w- went back and yeah. in that... No, that situation too happened real, like it real. happened. It was yeah. too too fucking sad. But it's one of those things like people that have like that heart and that mentality though are just fucking rare though, you know? So right. I agree. Well anyhow, we are probably approaching about the three hour mark of yeah, this we goddamn need to- podcast. <laughs> so before I close it out with Intuitionalized by Kendrick Lamar, is there anything that you would like to plug or say Socials. before we leave? Social media, new, new project. I know April first, right? So yeah, April first, rewilding will be dropping to all platforms. Uh, my name is again. Imagine with a one at the beginning. So if you can remember that, then you remember me. Any shows coming up? Um, I do have a couple of shows coming up. Um, I'm actually working on a really big event right now. It's going to be sometime in June probably, but uh, I wanted to just do like a underground. A underground event basically for artists that don't really get enough shine around Detroit mm-hmm. and uh, are overlooked by a lot of the main people. If you need MCs for that, mm, got a couple people in mind. All right, yeah, yeah, definitely plug <laughs> me, plug me for sure. Because I'm definitely, I mean, I haven't started booking people yet, so I mean, sure. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's another thing I also do is I coordinate events like a lot oh, yeah. of them. So, uh, you know, I'm always willing to put some new people in, I'm always looking for some new people. So, yeah, man. Uh, shouts out to my photographer. Shouts out to my cover artist, uh, Eric Pike. Uh, shout out to Down by Six, the rest of my collective. And uh, yeah, that's about that's about the main people I want to put out right there, man. Cool. Well, we Thanks appreciate you me. coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, I, thanks I for really, having me, like, man. Y'all, y'all funny like, as hell. Yeah. Very <laughs> enjoyable conversation. It really has hell been yeah. really nice well, uh, for us, man. I'll, I'll get into so Benny the Butcher and Dave East dropped albums. I, we'll get into that next week. We don't. Yeah, have we'll get into right some oh, of yeah, the yeah. other ones. Rex next Orange week. Conway just dropped one too, didn't he? Yeah, last week. Conway great. So Benny just set the record for streams with the Griselda camp. Oh yeah, album, Benny. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll get. It was over a million streams in the first twenty-four hours. Oh wow. That, so 
John, that Johnny Peace Caddy's been out for a minute, and that was like the very first track on the album too. So, do you think those carry over? Oh, My, yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah. not taking does. anything away from it Benny because I fucking love that song yeah. and I love this album. But yeah. like, yeah, if that counts, then it's like, all right, I got you. But no, it definitely yeah. does. But anyways, we will check in with you guys next week. Um, look forward to more Imagines music being played on our podcast because this was a really great conversation. Yeah, dude, stay in the loop. Like, um, go find him. Definitely. So it is Imagine, spelled just like Imagine, only remove the, the I, <laughs> add a one. one, and you're good to go. And you'll find him on every platform. It pops up immediately. So. Eric, we love you, by the way. <laughs> Eric is amazing. Um, as E-Man just mentioned a minute ago, here's Institutionalized by Kendrick Lamar. Featuring Bilel and a wise and Snoop Dogg off to Pippa Butterfly. Peace. What money got to do with it? When I don't know the full definition of a rap image I'm trapped inside the ghetto and I ain't proud to admit it Institutionalized, I keep running back for a visit Hold up Get it back I said I'm trapped inside the ghetto and I ain't proud to admit it Institutionalized, I can still kill me a nigga, so what? If I was the president I pay my mama's rent Free my Who's my Chevy Dawes later in the life?